On tonight's episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, that would be episode 199, you get double the Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy with hair and Jimmy without hair. So Jimmy Tyler comes in, Logan is pushing the buttons over there, and we have a CR500 for sale. So if you're quick enough, you might be able to get in on it, and you're going to have to listen to the show. Tune in. Son. Hey. Hey. Hey, what are you doing? Live. 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 <laughs> Live, live from Prump. <laughs> Let's do this. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, show number 199, you'd think. Uh, is after, it really? Uh, yeah, 109. Wow. You'd think after 199 times, somebody in this operation would have it all together. And it sure isn't me. So uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining in. Hello, everybody. Jimmy Tyler here. Yeah, so we got another Jimmy. Now, so when you say Jimmy, I have somebody to answer the questions. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, and over there pushing the buttons, uh, Logan Tyler. Yep. You got the Tylers back out in Prump. <laughs> they came out here. Uh, Logan, how, how did the drive down the driveway go? Oh, it was super good. I don't have my tractor here, so I can't <laughs> fix that, you know. So uh, I'll, see it, I'll see you in about a week with the shovel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, so uh, we had a little rain. We had a hurricane. Uh, a little hurricane blew through. So um, wet dirt today. Uh, that's maybe I'm going to use that as my excuse for being underprepared the whole time because I went riding today. I went and saw a river that's normally dry that's very wet. <laughs> so um, I tried to ride down to Dumont and... The Armagosa River is a flowing. Can't get like, there, huh? I probably could have, but uh, I was riding a bike. I was kind of checking out a thing on a bike, and it was making a ticky noise. And here's an interesting thing. So I'm really always it. it I knew it. The, it says right on the bike. It says tick. You know, there's a sticker on it. it says tick. <laughs> <laughs> and and you didn't I, put a sticker above it that says ignore. No, it didn't say ignore tick. So it just says tick and I kind of, I'm not really sure where it's coming from. I kind of have an idea, but not exactly. Cause if I had the idea, I'd go fix it. Like I'll just go ride it and whatever. So I'm wandering around like all by myself out in the middle of nowhere. At least I got my tracker on. All the roads are closed, by the way. Uh, like you, uh, you can't, uh. you cannot get there. You would have to go the way that I uh -huh. rode um, literally down this uh, wash called Sperry Wash, which is completely washed out. Yeah, like it's, it's butter. No more UTV bumps or anything. It's all just... There's water still coming up out of the ground and all that stuff. So I get to the point where the Sperry Wash interjects with the um, Armagosa River. And and it, it's actually down about four feet. I mean, it's just kind of like there's a drop because Sperry Wash rarely flows. And then the Armagosa does in the winter. And it, it'll make a cut. And so when you're riding up to it and there's trees and bushes and stuff. And I'm riding up to it and I go, oh boy. That tick just got worse. Ah. It, it literally, it was like, it was like, this isn't good. And I'm really a long ways away. So I, I just shut the bike down and the tick didn't go away. Mm. It was the freaking river and the rocks. Clack oh, clacking. because they're freshly. Yeah. Rocks clacking in the river. Oh, that's good. As we, uh, as, as it rolled down. So uh, anyways, um, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, good to see everybody. Uh, Brenda's getting ready to go ride some hero dirt tomorrow. Uh, there, it was, it was hero dirt and it could have been like death dirt because it, it was places where it was dusty and then you would hit like a mud bog, kind of like we did in my driveway. Yeah. 
it's all good until it's not. And then you're, you're literally like, you feel the front end going in. And by the time you feel the front end going on, you get on it and the rear ends in that same putty. <laughs> Cause it's just saturated in certain spots and it just hasn't had time to soak in. So, uh, pretty, uh, good thing oh i know what i wanted to do because i'm a i'm a i'm an influencer there you go uh i get stuff sent to me all the time uh you want to go through this because you know how you know how I, everybody likes sending me products and i i'm gonna do an opening on the show i'm gonna do a box opening this this was actually it was it came during the rain i don't i don't I see it. it's products it's gonna this is gonna be the best product it's from one of the companies that i love so I'm going to I'm going to open it up here so everybody can watch me open it on the show cuz that's so cool when I open a box. It's the best motorcycle parts ever, right? <laughs> oh yeah, this is a I I don't I get so much stuff I don't even know what it's from. Hold on, let's look in the box we got. What? A lot of stuff on the internet I don't get. Yeah. Opening boxes. Oh yeah, you open well that's I'm trying to get ratings. Remember yeah, we yeah. used to do this Logan? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Try to get Logan. It's a it's a lint roller. A lint roller. No, this is it's got to be for a motorcycle. It's uh oh, it goes on the handlebars probably and it makes it better. So it's uh, I should get your my promo code. The promo code? Does anybody have the promo code? Am I That thing looks like You sure this don't go to a swimming pool? You're getting close. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, it's not. A, <laughs> I just want to be like everybody else on the internet, and get like ten thousand views. It's a filter. It's a it's a sediment filter for a for a, um, a water system. Thing. Okay. Yeah, because there's a there's a there's a there's a water system I'm working on that has way too much sediment in it. But yeah, uh. no, I just, I, I'm not like everybody else on the internet. <laughs> uh, promo code uh if you want to support the show we do actually have sponsors believe it or not and i didn't go over to the printer uh maybe um jimmy can uh you that jimmy can run over to the printer don't trip on that cable over there that i did you'll shut the whole show down right. and remember to take the headphones off mm -hmm. uh the printer i printed out all of the stuff but i can really list off our sponsors mostly by heart because they've been with us for so long uh, of course, it's Yamaha Takamoto uh, bringing you uh, the Rooster Endo segment. I think we are looking for Rooster Endo submissions. Email Matt at JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. Scott Sports. Well, my product of the week is definitely Scott Sports. Uh, it's in my hand right now. It's in a box, too. I'm going to open it on the show later. So get used to it, okay? Uh, climb. I'm wearing a Climb hat. And I wear Climb gear today, and that's that's why I'm happy and comfortable when I ride. Uh, DDC, our original sponsor for this show, Delaney Drive Components. Uh, they make chain wheels that don't wear out. So I wasn't worried about my chain and sprocket today when I was riding in that goopy stuff. Trail Tech, uh, Voyager Pro. And uh, I had a Trail Tech fan on my bike today, and for some reason I used it. <laughs> <laughs> I needed one on the Husaberg I rode uh, this weekend. Uh, mm. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Fast Company. I rode with flex handlebars today, so my wrists are just so buttery good today. Seat concepts, and the reason I took the Tiki bike. So there's the Tiki bike and the other Tiki bike, two bikes. Mm -hmm. This one, it actually had the sticker that said Tick, and the other one I know ticks, but it's it's just because it's tired. I took it because it had a seat concept seat on it. I'm not kidding. It had the had the comfort the the um, comfort seat on it, and I love that thing. Uh, bulletproof designs. So my buddy Dave, I rode with Dave this weekend. We, he rode this, his brand new KTM 300 that he has bulletproof design protection on. 
and it was the same bike he rode last year when we went rode in Idaho. And I was, cause he has the gold bulletproof stuff on it. You know, what's really cool about the gold stuff is you can see where you smack that thing. Cause it, <laughs> you, you know, cause when you hit rocks with the, the, with the rear disc guard or, you know, the, the, you know, something gets hit on it pretty good. It, it, it leaves yeah. a mark. And I was looking, I'm like, Hey Dave, you really use that shark fin. So bulletproof designs making really good protection for all of your bikes. And of course, double take mirrors. Uh, that's why I'm so clean shaving, especially the back of my neck. Cause I use that double take mirror, uh, <laughs> it comes right off the motorcycle. So you can shave out on the trail if you want to, if that's what you're into. So, uh, okay. We're going to get right into our questions and stuff. Um, Brenda says, thanks so much for the tip of my levers. I did your modification and took a little meat off the front of the levers and it works great now. What do you know? Hey. So I just basically explained to her how the, the, the mechanism that pushes on the piston if you, uh, you know, if you need to make them closer to the bars, because sometimes the adjustment, you pick it all the way out and it's still mm -hmm. a little bit far out. Well, you can just take a little bit off there and uh, good job. I'm glad something I said finally worked. Boom. Yeah. Because all the times I tell people to um, twist the throttle farther, if they <laughs> want more power, that doesn't work. Doesn't. It leads to bad things. So, uh, mm. you in a good mood, Jimmy? I am. I'm always in how a good was, mood. How was go-karts at the Gene Woods racing Oh, experience? super fun. Super fun. Yeah. 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 So, we had yeah. a we had a going away, uh, a go-away. We'll call it a go-away party yeah. for... Oh. Um, Friend of the friend, school. Friend of ours, yeah, friend of the schools. And uh, so we went to the Gene Woods Racing Experience. I'm trying to get, you know, the remember we ran into the guy in the street that was trying to get us to go back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to give us the $5 off card? Yeah. So that's a, that's a thing in Vegas. You know, you, the street guys yeah, are, the street. are trying to send you to these places. Sign guys. And I said, I said, uh, Gene, do you have that digitally? Like, could you get me that? And so if any of our, you know, people that are watching the show or whatever transients coming through Vegas or people in Vegas that want to go <laughs> do this, I can get them a little discount card. I, I'm not trying to get, I'll try to pay for my free laps by, right. by getting people to go down there. Cause man, those things have no power. Uh, <laughs> that was some of the, it was not what I expected, man. It oh. was. Yeah. It was driving, like I've always said, when you want a good racing, take away horsepower. Right. You know? They, I think they, well, we, I think ours might've been tuned up just a little bit. We might've got a little bit yeah, more than- Yeah, they gave him a little extra Wi-Fi or something he sent out there. And his, I had some guys who know, our buddy Link, he was listening. His motor was not stock. No. His, you could well, hear he, that. You notice- you notice, you hear it? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He didn't pull into, and, and he no, might- No, no, his he, came out of a somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, he, he didn't pull into the, 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 the corral like we did. <laughs> he he. Parked it back behind a pillar over there. Yeah, his stuck to two twenty or something. I yeah, oh uh, yeah. But uh, I the the funny thing is, is no no traction. It's no traction. It's, it's full drift card. It's super yeah. cool. It's Mario Kart. Yeah, I talked about this after we went to the uh, Hot Shoe Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony, which is at the at that facility. You can when you go in there if you're into motorcycles, and you will see the heroes of heroes uh, up there. And I really cool store to stop by. Yeah, I don't know how I got in there. It's um, like the only thing normal down there, really. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> on Fremont Street, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really wanted to go see the kick me in the nuts guy. Yeah, yeah, never found him. No, he, he took we took Monday night off. Though. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Logan's, you know, immune to some of that stuff. Yeah. There's some life lessons walking around down there, Logan. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what he said when he walked by the nun who was in the wheelchair that had her knockers hanging out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, 
Mark Daniels had to go get some tacos for Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Uh, good on you. Uh, and getting dirt, getting past him. What are we talking about? I miss Bill O'Neill's uh, thing. What do you comment on there? I'm not really sure. Anyways, thanks to our sponsors for uh, hooking us up on this show, helping us uh, stay afloat here. Of course, you can click through our Rocky Mountain and uh, Amazon links on dirtbiketest.com. Uh, go, go there. And uh, when you do your shopping and we get a little uh, chunk of that, it helps pay for uh, Logan to come back and fill in the hole you dug in my driveway. <laughs> so holy knockers, that's Victor. <laughs> that's, that's what those were. They did have they did have one. There was one just Mickey Mouse. Somebody was dressed up as just Mickey Mouse in one of those circles. You probably missed it. I didn't see that. Yeah. It was just Mickey Mouse. In a G-string Mickey Mouse? No, no, that's the thing. It was just completely, totally that standard. Sense to you know, do that. like like one for the kids. But I said, Logan, I bet you, you know, you you throw Mickey a couple bucks, and yes, you, you, there's going to be a surprise. Something's going on there. <laughs> yeah, the nun turned out to be a dude. So after she stood up. Oh well, no, that was a different one. Oh, there's a lot of nuns. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty the sure. The mask I'm on, pretty yeah. sure that in in Vegas, the churches and the strip clubs are closed on Monday, yeah. and since that's what everybody likes to do. I mean, strip or, you know, go to church. They really like it and they, they can't go on Monday. They just go, they just go out to the, to the, to the Fremont, Fremont. street and stand around. It's good stuff. Yeah. Stand around and uh, do what they would do uh, ordinarily. They, they love their job so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. You, you, are we going to have a rooster endo set up later? That's what I'm working on right now. Yeah. Logan's cranking around. I see mouses moving. All kinds of stuff going on here. This show is uh, very professional at 199 episodes. I was I was actually thinking, Jimmy, I was thinking that I should come up with an actual real format for this show, starting with show 200. Like have some real... Like time to switch it up? Yeah, kind of segments, mm -hmm. you know, where you actually do do something, get, get you know, like, the, like a real show where you have like an intro music thing. I, I and, thought we did that somewhere around 100, though. Well, I was going to do it at 100, I think. Actually, I was going to do it at 50. I think 50, we moved it in inside. No. No, we we're, we we're, we're still someplace else, or we, we did it right there? No, 50, we were doing it. Still there. Because like this is Logan's summer uh, learn how to use a chop saw project hmm. behind us. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Logan, go get some wood and stick it on the wall. <laughs> And then, uh, and that, so that was where, when was this? This wall? Yeah. I think it was like 98. I think that was. Right before a hundred. We were going to have a, we were going to have a whole new studio thing by a hundred. So maybe we'll, we'll do that. So I uh, got a couple questions up on the chat. So if you want to ask questions, this is what we're here for. Uh, you basically uh, just put them in the chat and they pop up on a screen in front of us. We get to see them. And the question is motion pro fork bleeders with water and dirt getting past them. That's not a question. That's a statement. And mm -hmm. I think it has something to do with, uh, I'd have to scroll back to see Oh, bills on a different platform. I don't see him on this particular one here. You need to send me. I wonder how he knows it's getting past them. You need to like send me that link. Pulls his, pulls his fork apart. What do you think about the motion pro quick fork bleeders? I got them and love the comedians, but I feel like they might let water in. Uh, what what are you pushing on them when your bike's underwater? No, yeah, they won't go past no, those. I've no, I've never. I they, they generally ninety nine percent of the time they're pushing air out. You know, it's built up inside yeah. the fork, and so it's gonna. It's not gonna. It's it's really rare that they suck in, Bill. So if they lose, they might. If they're loose, yeah. 
how would how would they be, oh they would if they're loose oh meaning like the the, the, the slot yeah yeah but then they then they squirt then oil's always kind of you you would know it right so, away yeah. if they're loose um sometimes they interfere with some of the adjusters and there's different there's different reasons um for to make them work and not work but i've never had a problem with any <laughs> contaminants getting in to them uh when, when using them uh, and I, I used to, there was certain forks that I used to run like negative air pressure. I'd actually squeeze it down, push the fork down and blow some air out of it, which is really hard to do with the screws. So, um, yeah, no, I've never had any problem with, uh, uh, dirt getting in. And Jason Nadler has a question. What is it? Who's going to Jimmy or Logan? Who's I'll read it. Yeah, Two stoke oh. question on long downhills. Is it true that engine braking could cause damage? Is it good practice to blip the throttle often? So <laughs> that's a, that's a really good question. I mean, yeah, get a TPI, man. <laughs> uh, why would a TPI do something different? Than I assume the computer would notice it. All the RPMs. Yeah, but it's you know even if it's a carburetor, you're going to be sucking that air and it's going to be well, pushing stuff through the you know the the, the air the air jet and which is a bleed jet mm -hmm. and the pilot jet's always going to be the, even the main jet draws a but, little bit at zero yeah, at, sure it at does zero throttle. a little bit but it's got a lot of rpms for a little bit of gas yeah i know um engine braking so it's, a two-stroke really doesn't have much engine braking but you're saying uh, if you're if you're letting if you're like downshifting and letting the engine slow the bike with that rpm well I, th I think what he's saying is it's turning a lot of rpms just coasting down a hill yeah using you know clutch out yeah yeah I, a lot I, of rpms with very little fuel to oil the bottom of the motor yeah, but crank. there's, there's is, and then I've heard this too. There's, and no, I've never had one go bad doing it. But no, I've I, heard I, it. I haven't either. I'll, I'll tell. <laughs> I mean, how long of a hill can you get that we oh, really uh, choose? Uh, there's, there's places where you're well, sure, going, but, you know, five and six miles down a hill. You know, it's yeah. consistent and, and things like this. But no, I, I, I don't think that. Uh, you think it gets enough oil and fuel I, to lube the bottom end? There's. Have you ever? I always tell people this. Have you ever tried to clean oil off of parts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you use a lot of contact cleaner to clean the oil off of the parts. And so they're, they're in a constant state of being, we'll call it wet. Yeah. Uh, and, and since, since when you're going downhill, it's, it's, uh, it's not like a high load. There's not a lot of combustion That's going on in there. Not a lot of so, so there's that, that heat and that stuff, which would compromise the, the lubrication, Mm -hmm. you know the the heat and the, and really there's not a lot of force on it i mean there's there's uh the it's kind of like just the weight of the bike so let's say it, let's say it takes one or two horsepower to to coast which is kind of what the bike is doing and it's doing mm -hmm. it it's it's yeah. pushing but once you get on you put seven eight ten twenty thirty horsepower through that motor it's a that's a different kind of a load yeah. on on those parts yeah i was gonna say there's it's got the rpms but very little load yeah. So, I, so that I oil is just kind of kind of. I've key. never, I've never think. Is it good practice to blip the throttle often? So, what type of bike is he on? I'd, I'd like to know specifically what he's on because. So, I didn't see the. Let's say a YZ scroll, scroll it down a little bit. Did you email me that link through the it's link for the? the same. It's always the same. Yeah. Really. Uh -huh. This is this is this is the news to me. <laughs> okay, I'll find it somehow. So. When, so Jason, uh, yeah, see if he, we'll see if he pops up the, uh, the thing there and we'll, we'll get in. Is it good practice to blip the throttle often? 
I don't give it more oil, I, oil I, in the bottom end. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it can hurt. Definitely won't. Um, but when right when you blip it, this is the funny thing: is right when you blip it, it goes lean for a second. So if you're borderline and you blip it, hmm. you know this is this is the funny thing about like yeah, so when, I, I didn't know that they went in the desert when they taught me to shut the throttle off. They're like slam it down, like don't roll it down. Don't roll down. And then and then when you come back on, like roll it on. You know, because if we were having problems seizing bikes and there was all these different uh, bits of advice that were given to me uh, from a lot of different people and a lot of different things. And basically it just came down to just make sure your bike's jetted right and you're running good, good oil and, uh, you know, you're running the proper oil mm -hmm. gas ratio and stuff like that. And uh, thing. Uh, J Joshua L. Arney wants to know. Did you make the AT7 suspension install video? Any update on performance? No, I didn't do um, I didn't do an install yet. Uh, did I make a Did I do a video when I installed it? I don't remember. I I remember taking some pictures because there I've. It's really easy to get the stock shock out. The stock shock you can just um, you just disconnect it from the linkage and move the 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 pull arms out of the way and it'll drop out the bottom. But the swing, but the swing arm has to be up, like level. It can't be hanging down. So you have to make sure that the bike is suspended in the swing arm. You're able to lift the swing arm up. But with the Tourtech shock that I got, I had to run it. In. I had to take the mud flap off and run it in from behind and put it up in that way. And I was able to do it with the wheel on, which is actually pretty nice. I mean, uh, so there's a lot of room inside of there. Uh, so no. Um, no install video yet. That's my next one, but I actually have to go ride the bike to, I've only got a day or so on it to assess the suspension. I kind of wanted it to break it in before I started playing uh, with it, but it was, it was pretty good. Like right off the bat, it was, it has better bottoming resistance. I thought it was going to be really soft because it's tour tech and they're more on-road focused. A lot of the development was done over in, um, in Europe, not here. And so I was kind of uh, they they wanted me to try to see what I thought. And I like I said, it came out, it came pretty good. And I think the only thing I want to do right now is start slowing the rebound on the rear down a little bit because it just felt like it was kind of a little unbalanced or maybe open the rebound up in the front. But I haven't got that far. So that's where I'm at with that. And Brenda says no go on the fork bleeders for them. I think they have bikes with the big giant um, preload adjuster on top. I think they're KTMs. Who is she? She she has a they she she sent in a whole bunch of old KTMs for Rooster Endos, like uh -huh. 99s, 97, 99s. And somehow the infectious disease of getting wanting a new bike affected her. And good, they good. they got new KTM uh, three hundred TPI bikes. And I they might have got factory editions or whatever they call those things. Six mm, days. Six days. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, good for her and them. Us. Yeah, all of us. Uh, what's the next question? How is the Cove 450 from Victor? Victor? What is that thing? I saw you riding it. I don't know what the Cove is. Okay, I did I, I did a whole video on that. Whole long 21-minute video where I tell you exactly how it is. Oh. So how was it? Um, surprising. Good. Very surprising. Like the stuff that I expected to have issues with, which was durability and things like that. Nothing. It just, mm. it ran like a tank. Uh, yeah, it's good. So yeah, check out the video. And we did a whole video after the video to answer the questions. 
from the people in the video. So if you if you want to if you want to check it out, just type in just go to YouTube and type go to Dirt Bike Test and Co four fifty. I think they're both up there. One is a live show, kind of like Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to type in Cove question and answer, and then we answer all the questions. But I watch. I would watch the first video first because we explain everything. Yeah. Beam Echo says. I think he's talking about fork bleeders. But right. Yeah. Maybe if you blast them with a pressure washer. I'm I'm looking I'm now only really curious about this because I'm thinking about where the hole is, the bleed, the actual hole on it. And I don't think it's like right at the surface. I don't think so either. I think it's it, way down there. It it, it it it's like it would you it would be tough to get it well, would I, be tough. I like them. I've used them, always used them. I don't have a problem with them. Yeah. Uh Utah Desert Racer is a blipper on the downhills. So that's always yeah, I can go wrong with it. Always safe. Um and then uh, the forks specifically. So on the forks, all I did was change out uh, the fork springs. It came on the on the Tenere 700 or back to this. This is the interesting thing about about uh, these questions is they just they it's like it's like three or four discussions going on at once. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to. It's like kids at school with cell phones. Did they lock your cell phone up in school yet, Logan? No, no. Ever been around a campfire? That's kind of how it goes too, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what this show's like. It's like the it's yeah. like campfire talk. So with the forks, um, all I did was I didn't even take the forks off the bike to drop the springs in there, and the fork kit came with oil, and I think it's a little bit heavier weight oil. But when I when I pulled the forks out, um, I noticed that the oil was pretty clean. And so I just went ahead when I pulled the springs out, I just went ahead and dropped the new springs in because new springs tend to they, they can dirty up oil a little bit sometimes. So I just went ahead and dropped them in. I was going to ride it like that. And then I was actually going to pull the forks off and then do all the oil measurement. I'm going to measure the oil that was in there to find out what their height was. I'm going to measure the oil when I put it back in, uh, you know, do basically do a service on the fork. Uh, so that's 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 why I haven't commented on it because it's not set up exactly exactly the way it is supposed to be mm-hmm. so uh shane monreal the question is old as time yet i still argue with people about it i assume he's talking about the blip on the two-stroke maybe yeah was that what's trevor got yeah what does trevor say i need to get that <coughs> i need to get that link back can up you, can you make me a good enough rider to win things three of this year well, you won it this year, evidently. He but, did, and yeah, but they they won it. They won it because uh, not against second. Because I think this is. I'll maybe we'll have to call them and find out. But from what I understand, and I don't like to talk about racing on the show at all, unless it involves. And I I don't really even like to talk about my racing that much because <laughs> I raced Vegas Dream. Did I ever tell you? Tell you mm-hmm. Vegas yeah, Dream? No, no, no. Yeah, I got second, kind of like what Trevor Trevor finished second mm-hmm. also in this race, but. Um, since basically they have mini bike dads, everybody has mini bike dads and mini bike dads like start protesting. This is, I'm just going on secondhand information here. Cause I, I read the internets uh-huh. and the mini bike dads. Well, evidently there was like a mini bike dad that was the rider record on the team that beat him, but he never actually got on the bike. Danny Cooper. I know him. Okay. Oh, you knew who it was. Okay. So anyways, so a guy who didn't get on the bike, 
his team won, but since he didn't get it on the bike, they got protested. And then I guess there was a speed zone that no one knew about. And then they started arguing about speed zones and there was some penalties dish out and Trevor ended up winning. So he's the best rider. I, I, I don't even need to make you a better rider. Cause I think you're fine. Even though you're, you're two years out from being where you should be uh, with training and everything, but they, they actually, put something on their bike that they didn't test and their bike ran like crap for the first half. And then one of the mini bike dad mechanics worked on the bike at a pit stop and jacked it up. Uh, like did a brake pad thing, did something with the brake pads. So they had, they, they were running a, they were riding a wounded elephant for huh. a good part of their uh, thing. And then when it started working, then they made 10 minutes back up and almost won it for real. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully that answers, uh, that, uh, can I make him a better rider? Yeah. Come on. You got to come out and start doing the work. You can't just, he asks me usually like a day before the race. He's like, Hey, can you help me with my riding? And I'm like for next year or the year after <laughs> he's like, Oh yeah. What does Shane want to know? Oh, he's got a O2 YZ250. I think I guessed that 91 fuel maximum 927 premix. Oh, what would you premix it at? No, you shouldn't ask For, him that. 40 to well, – I, I do. <laughs> I've seen you a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I, it's always usually a little bit of the exact same stuff, you know. I mean, or it's – No, no, it's, I mean a little bit of gas, a little bit of oil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 40 to 1 is usually to one. pretty good on the on the older bikes. Um, on but 927s, yeah. uh, that's the that's the caster, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it the synthetic? 927 it's is the, the – old bean oil. It's the caster, yeah. Yeah. 40 to one is, is fine. I mean, it, it really, and also Shane, it really depends on how you ride it. Like if you're lugging the stuff around and just, just cruising, uh, then you can go, you know, 60 to one. Uh, if you're sending it, I 32 to one would be the the most I would ever yeah. uh, do, especially with the, with the bean oil. Uh, but yeah, try that. Oh, Brenda just got regular 300s, I guess. Okay. Oh, his non TPI. Yeah, so no, they're TPIs. Yeah. So I'm trying to find the link. I, I know I have it here someplace. I never know. I can't keep track of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um you know, I just lost it. What is Josh? What do you think of running uh what? A new rear and just progressive springs, not cartridges. Up grunt. Up front, front, front. Um, I, I don't, I don't have cartridges. I mean, well, yeah, I don't have cartridges. It's an open cartridge for it, right? Is it? Uh, uh, Tannery? Is that what I was talking about? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think that whether it was. I think it's an open cartridge fork. I really do. Uh, because I, like I said, I didn't open it up and stuff like that, but it, it acted like an open, you know, spring on top just the push rod. Cause I just, you know, mm -hmm. disconnected the cap and threw it on there. I didn't even look at it, but it's not like a big cartridge in there. It's, I, I think, I, I honestly think that you can, that you can just spring that bike, just put just springs on the tenor and you'd be fine. Uh, the tour tech shock has high and low speed compression. So that's just an adding added, a uh, tunability that I think will be really go good. And, or he says, or should a guy just spend the money for full front and rear? I don't think the front is that too bad. Rear has to go. 
Uh, I don't think I don't think that the rear is that bad. I mean, I rode all the way back from Washington with 128 pounds of crap on my bike with a stock rear shock. And it wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, there's a couple times it bottomed, but I fully expected it to bottom. But uh, a spring would have helped that a ton. And I, I'm pretty sure someone could go in there and, and valve it. But I think the Tour Tech's just a one, it's just a one stop option to throw it in there. And now we have a, we're now back to the gas. Okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's going, it's going Tenere. Tenere suspension, gas. Gas. Tenere uh, suspension, fork gas. Fork leader. Little okay. splash of fork leader here and there. Read the question. Jimmy, race gas versus pump gas. My old 07 CR250R. Race gas made a difference. My new Beta 300, I tried it once, didn't seem to feel any different than pump gas. Any thoughts? Twist the throttle more, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, don't, it doesn't matter, Utah, because we're going back and forth because that's the way the questions come in because there's a little bit of a delay. Yeah, yeah. And we, we answer them and then they, and then they kind of, sure. kind of pop back in. So, what do you say? What do you say about the race gas? Uh, on the new Beta 300, I kind of semi got one of those actually, and I would wouldn't bother with it. Right? They got good modern ignitions and stuff like that. Where I don't, I don't see any advantage to it. it. Costs more money to get. So doesn't so, sit as well. Collects water easier. Kind of things like that. Are you? Yeah. Are you racing? <laughs> I mean, and do, and do you need the, the yeah, ten, I, Do you need the ten tenths? out of it at that point. So I kind of believe that when you, you know, so I, and in the old days, for sure, you could feel a difference with race gas and on, on the older, oh. on the older ones that like, I would call it like pre we'll call it digital ignitions. I was just saying. It, mo yeah. yeah you, modern you, ignitions. Yeah. Kinda. The modern ignitions seem like they just, they've, they're able to tune it better and they can get mm. that kind of snap that the race gas uh, used to give you. And and I always kind of felt it was tingy and it make them hit harder, and I didn't necessarily like it. So hmm. um, I, I was never a big race gas fan. And even in four strokes, a lot of times it made them feel flat before they really made power. Like it gave them kind of this. They have hit, and they go flat, and then they hmm. make power um, hmm. on a lot of the the bikes that were you know even set up to run race gas. When you put when you put race gas in a stock motorcycle, I feel like you're just throwing away money. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And um, and then and then like you said, and I think there's a great comment. Yeah, it does collect water easier. Um, it doesn't last. It it can eat up the gaskets. I mean, manufacturers test with pump gas for a reason because that's what they expect you to put in there. So when you start putting this weather weird stuff in certain things, that there's there's a there's other uh, other catastrophic mm -hmm. effects. Okay, next. Um, I don't. for high compression that's a different story yeah then then all of a sudden yeah you're starting and that's when you might start needing it mm -hmm. you know when you start running more compression uh you would you would definitely um super minis and things like that that are kind of bored out and on the edge is probably not a bad idea right it doesn't it usually doesn't hurt uh-huh yeah. you know they're on the edge of running hot maybe because they really weren't designed to be a big bore etc yeah we we um when I was doing, uh, you know, st stuff with 125s, I was playing around with race gas and 
And then when I was racing KTMs, I was sponsored by FNL Race Fuel. And so I got basically a 55-gallon drum mm -hmm. every month, which I could burn through pretty quick. So I, I my practice bikes were always um, pump gas. And then and then on the on the we on the weekends we would run the race gas in the race bike. But I had to jet it for it, and it was like kind of like, oh, it's a pain in the ass, <laughs> you know. But the one thing about I know the one thing with the FNL because I used to use like it was Trick Race Gas, and then uh, and I never really did much with VP when I was racing. I was kind of done when VP started coming around. But there was inconsistencies in some of these other uh, brands, and and now like with especially the VP, there's ten different kinds. Oh yeah. And like, which, you know, and that, yeah, they make some that's, you know, specific. It's like, oh, this is the 125 stuff. It's, you know, yeah, people, stuff and knows, but I, I think it's a, I don't know. There's probably a lot better ways to, uh, I think there's probably, well, it's really, what are you trying to get? I mean, it's like, what are we doing it for trying to like, you know how, when you change your oil too much in your motorcycle, it makes you feel good about it. Uh huh. I think. I don't, no, I never do you, that. You never, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I change my oil, and it just makes it makes. I, I wonder if I can feel it, and I never, and I can't really feel. It makes you feel better. I mean, if it makes you feel better, that's okay. Race gas smells cool. <laughs> that's what it says. Especially with that nine two seven, man. There's a combo. Yeah, yeah. Race yeah. gas with nine two seven, old baby. Yep, it could uh, could do that. So, hey, Logan, I finally got the chat thing up here. Doing doing pretty good now. I feel feel like a professional. <laughs> Change the oil. What the fuck is that? I'm with you there, Victor. <laughs> no, it's good. For I'm you. kidding. I'm not that way. Um, okay, uh, let's go to our do it. Go to our sheet again. I'd like to thank our sponsors one more time. Fast Company Flex Handlebars, made in the United States. Uh, I run them. You run them? I do. Yep. In fact, I got a kind of good question about those. Okay, from. good. What's the question? It's not necessarily about those, but... It's the Fast Company Flex Handlebars question from Jimmy. <laughs> so this weekend, when I was out enjoying some wet dirt, man, I the limiting factor on my riding has become the, my eyes real suddenly. Everything at about 30 miles an hour, almost no matter what I'm on, just kind of goes fuzzy, which not the bike's fault. So I tried a bunch of things to kind of see where I'd be like riding on my heels, like the very edge of my toes, you know, just to testing, not mm -hmm. like... And then, then I kind of got like where I was, then I went, I just put like about 50, almost all the weight I could on my handlebars. And, you know, this is not a good way to ride. You'd wear out fast. But I'm like, oh, that was where my eyes kind of got the best and it went away. So I'm thinking about, I bet, well, I'm going to get them anyway, no matter what the hell you say. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to get some pegs, some of their pegs. Cause I was like, I got up on the fast bar and on the, on the handlebars. So, so and I'm you like, my eyes just shake. It's like the suspension's worn out in my eyes. I, I don't know any other way to say it. Interesting. Yeah. It's like it, everything just goes to a blur at about 30 miles an hour just on a gravel road. Not chop, whoops, nothing. Just 35-ish. Huh. It kind of sucks. So. And this is on which bike? I'm on my new three Beta 390. 390. And it doesn't necessarily vibrate. No, it doesn't. No, yeah. not excessive. And it's not really a vibration thing. I don't think it is. Because I would try sit in the seat and you bite the seat, all that. But, but if you went up and you put, if I just got put, like put up on put weight on the handlebars, essentially got is, my which, feet as light as they could, which is the worst thing you can do to for your motorcycle sure, sure, handling. Sure, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is, yeah, but then so I, essentially I, got like you know I, maybe I, I wonder, 40, I wonder, I wonder, got my feet as light as I could. I wonder like if a, in doing that it, it like it like tightened some muscles. Oh, maybe on your neck or did yeah. something a little bit. 
And then I'm going to go see an eye doctor and see if a little bit I'm not going to get anywhere with that. They're not going to give me fresh eyeballs. Oh, so. you know what they're going to tell you? Here, hold on. Let, let, me, yeah. um, let me, uh, Jimmy, I'm looking and everything looks pretty normal, but uh, this motorcycle problem, I know how to make it, it uh -huh. go away. Um, you should just stop riding. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So, so we're going to try some fast pegs <laughs> instead. Yeah. So I think I'm going to try that. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. It's, uh, my eyes are taking a lot of the fun out of riding right now, so. And, and uh, yeah, Fast Company is a sponsor of this show. They make the impact foot pegs that have an elastomer mm -hmm. uh, damper around there. And I have them on my Tenere, and they're they're good. I mean, I just like them as, as foot pegs. As far as the vibration dampening and stuff, I'm, I don't know if I'm 100% there right. with, with that. I think for sure, just like the handlebars, it has to take some of the impact, like the impact away. And, right. and maybe... You know, like all you have to do is just do, just do, take the handlebars and just do like a fist drop on the bars. And and when you do that and you do it at a regular bar and you mm -hmm. do that, you you feel the difference. And I would suspect you do the same thing. But I always say that, your you know, your your boot has an insole and stuff in it also. And so it and I don't know that if this if since the boots kind of clasping against your thigh your calf, I mean, and it, it's squeezing your calf, if if the the vibration kind of isn't sucked out by right. the insole you know it actually transmits through or that those impacts or whatever is moving it so uh it, it that'd be real interesting to see if that if that helps if that, if that helps yeah, yeah. I, I can't I, think of much else to try to do it i can't ride on my handlebars so no i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't do that kind of the only thing i could think of if you could think of something else to try i'll probably try it but. yeah i would i would definitely try that i mean i yeah. that would that's the that's the logical solution for that yeah, yeah. fast company impact uh, foot pegs, bulletproof designs, double take mirrors, Trail Tech, DDC, Climb, Scott Sports, Taco Moto, and Yamaha all bringing you Tech Talk Taco Tuesday night. Ooh, ooh. Thanks for uh, doing that. Uh, we like our sponsors. Next question. We're we gonna go to here. Are we doing these? Oh yeah. There's some. There's some questions. Okay. These are gonna. I got some of them are good. I got two emails that were pretty good, and I <laughs> I wanted it. I wanted to respond, and I'm like, nope. I'm saving that for the show. Okay, that fortunate guy did a video saying you should rev the engine, and I always hear you saying you should lug the engine. Who's right, Hank? Fort, <laughs> Fort Nine. Fort Nine guy. Oh, He's, Fort Nine. So he does um, – I've never heard of him. So he does uh, – in a, in a very um, Top Gear style, he does these – he's a Canadian kid, and he does these uh, videos where he sometimes he tests a bike, or he doesn't really test a bike. He just kind of goes off on a, on a tangent, and I just – uh, he reached out to me once and wanted to wanted to get a photo that I had. I had a photo of some KTM stuff, some direct injection KTM stuff, and he was obviously working on something. And and, uh, and I said, "Yeah, I can get you the photo, but you know, I like to get some credit for it." And he goes, "No, I'm." Not. He wouldn't. He wouldn't give us dirt bike test or anything. Uh -huh. No credit for it. No, he just wanted to just. Yeah, mine. I'm like, oh, then then you can buy the photo, you know, like, OK, then then we can sell you the photo and you can have the rights to use it. And and uh, <laughs> but anyhow, so that's how I found out who he was or what he was doing. Uh, and then and then and then I guess when the Tenere came out, he was because he he's a, and I watched this video that he just the one that they're talking about because I had to go watch it so I could comment on. He's a physicist. I think somebody else around here used to be a physicist or wants to be a physicist yeah, or something. Not guy. not impressed with physicists because like like they're they I don't know. So <laughs> too much. anyhow, 
so he was the one talking about like the counter shaft position and race and the swing arm was the cause of the Tenere's handling stuff. And it was like, no, that, that was just because that's the way it was. It wasn't, I talked to some engineers from Yamaha about that. And it was like, that was the only way we could do it. Cause it's not common, the, the counter shaft to swing arm position. But he said that was the reason for the traction control handling feel. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, again, somebody who thinks too much and doesn't actually apply. So his thing here is he, he's on a, he's on like an old Suzuki kind of like a, like a Yamaha fat cat, but the Suzuki used to make the one that was a two stroke really, and it revved like 3000 RPMs. Yeah. It just went, but like, and so he does this whole thing about how it's better to rev your motor because then the torques, you know, the, 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 the torque isn't so strong on parts. You know, like the RPM, oh. the RPM, the spinning, the higher RPM is going to make your engine last longer. And he, everything's already moving. It doesn't. Pull, pull. Yeah, it's not okay. like lug, it's not like lugging or chugging. And it's it's uh, he was talking about how, you know, he, he was he went in, you know, and he's he's a, he's a smart guy. He's educated and he, and he does entertaining videos. And he he talked about how like at what temperature carbon melts off the top of a piston and, and these different things that were definitely a. Definitely a, a plus mm -hmm. for RPM, but he basically saying, "Yeah, rev the rev, rev rev your bike," and and I watch that and I go, <laughs> "You obviously haven't watched your uh, customer ride their motorcycle," <laughs> and, and maybe on the street I'll agree with him to a certain extent, you, you know, because the street you have a hundred percent traction and all the stuff like this. But for off road, and the reason I talk about lugging and the reason that I am right and he is wrong is that. You don't need that much power, you know, mm -hmm. the, the RPM and, and if you say, well, and then RPM tends to also make the vehicle go faster <laughs> and most people aren't ready to go that speed, even on the road, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, sure. uh, and, and so, so the reason I say lug and control the bike is trust me, these bikes are designed to handle those kind of lugging loads. Yeah. And as long as you're not lugging it so low that it's just going to completely stall and i promise you we'll get to my husaberg later um i promise you that you have no idea how low of an rpm your bike will lug and everybody work. everybody starts slipping their clutch way before it ever need to mm -hmm. and and then and then the motor revs up <laughs> and then they start wearing their clutch out and then the heats the motor up but if you just start trusting the torque and lugging, and here's the biggest advantage you get that you don't even know when you do this is that less rotational mass. When you start revving your motor, and this is something that the physicist oh, should yeah. have picked up on and started talking about it, that that when you start revving the motor, it does it becomes too stable and it no, no longer it wants to go straight. It doesn't want to turn. It it gains it gains weight. So if you want to make your bike feel heavier, rev it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they spend more money on, and this is the thing about like factory motocross bikes, factory race bikes. They spend more money putting very light parts in the spinning parts mm -hmm. so that that doesn't happen. So those guys can rev them. So they can rev them, yeah. But they rebuild them all the time too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but th this this whole thing about about like just rev it, it's not a it's not a – you should be able to rev it when you need to, and you should lug it when you need to. And I promise you, you should probably spend more time learning how to lug it and 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 trust the torque of the motorcycle. It's not going to hurt anything. And unless you just constantly lug it. Remember Mojave Bob? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still around? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, he lugged things forever. He just lugged and lugged and lugged. And and like at that point, yeah, it becomes bad because not because he's wearing stuff out because he's building up so much carbon. And he was running 927, by the way. I was going to say, that stuff's yeah. pretty good. At build, yeah, 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 yeah. When you yeah. don't clean yeah. it yeah. Use, use the whole, the reason they give you the whole power band is so you can use the whole damn power band. There's yep. not just one, one way to ride either mm-hmm. or. And I feel, especially when we're talking about off-road, when you're talking about traction compromise positions, that RPM becomes your enemy most of the time because people just use it as a crutch and they just gas it. And then all of a yeah. sudden... It's they're trying to control two things, which is the bike and the clutch. And then when they start losing control, they lose control of the clutch. Then they got all that power that they didn't want. And then it goes. Larry. Larry. <laughs> goes full Larry on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, hey, I, like I said, doesn't, I th- you know, and then, and then I think even Jay brought up it, you know, he, he did a chain lube, a chain lube shootout and oil one oil. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I, can, I mean, it probably does. It's like, it's okay. I, I I would use something else. Yeah, I would. <laughs> but I just want to feel good about my bike, so I want to put chain lube on it. <laughs> Makes me feel good. All right. Okay, this is from Jim Garbus. Utah Desert Racer says the dude looks like a serial killer. Would that be <laughs> oh. four 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 time nine whatever? But but what do I look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fort Nine. Fort Fort Nine. nine. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do Hanks first. Do Hank? Yeah. Uh, do Scott do, Prospects fit over glasses? Oh. That's from Jim Garbus. Jim Garbus. Oh, yeah. Do Scott Prospects fit over glasses? I feel I wear Scott Prospects and I feel like I'm going to have to find that out. <laughs> I was actually, yeah, they make they make a special OTG goggle. I was going to say. They think yeah, they think they have forever, but the Prospect is a big frame. It is, yeah, and and it's one of the it's one of the bigger ones. Climb also has a goggle; it's a big frame. Climb and Scott both sponsors of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't wear glasses, so I can't answer that question. But I think some of the OTG goggles also have a little cutouts, kind of on the side. They must have something over there. It's, it's it's op- more open so that the the frames of the goggles that they're the um the the arms that go back over your ears um will will do that. So, but I don't know that they have. Um, a prospect uh, over the goggles. Scott goggles. I can z- Google it for you right now. Okay. I'm d- I'll do anything for people on the show. Sh- should I read the next one while you figure that yeah. out? Yeah. Hi, this is from Brat Bob. I just watched the show on YouTube. Nice. I couldn't make it live though. Thanks for entering my bike in the contest. Solid entries for sure. I'm a huge dirt bike TV channel fan. However, my bike is not a Jay Clark creation all done by me right so anyway keep up the great work so here here's the the thing i i so he had it he had it he was he was in rooster ender last week and his bike had dirt bike tv on there and i thought and it was it was so well done i thought it was a bike that jay clark built is, is, is that dirt bike tv jay clark has dirt bike tv he was wiseco jay and he was dunlop jay and he was like uh, pivot oh. works jay he he was like he was the pimp for all the products to the, uh-huh. to the magazine guys uh really good guy but anyways he uh and and so this guy actually re- reached out to say those aren't that wasn't a bike he bought from jay because jay does a lot of project bikes he'll build them yeah, shop yeah. them around to the magazines bike comes back then he'll sell it and i thought it was just one of those but no he actually built his own bike 
Uh, and so you Bob. So so I offered to, uh, I, uh, and then it was funny because I noticed he has like an Alpine stars logo is his avatar, you know, when you, in his email and things and just different, he's all, I'm like, here, let me send you some dirt bike test art. (laughs) <laughs> see see if that pops up in the thing. <laughs> so it, he wasn't the one that was looking to get stickers or a t-shirt, was he? No, he posted in the no. first Oh, in he posted in where? Rooster Endo. Rooster Endo. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I think I I thought there was somebody else that wanted to uh I think there might be a question there because I clipped it and stuff. I am not seeing a prospect over the over the over the um over glasses over the glasses for you there motorsports off-road motocross goggles yeah i'm i'm seeing there is an over the over the otg but not a prospect there's a lot of different prospects are you tired of hitting that little there's, white ball around pretending to be interested in what your buddy what is that my bad what it, it didn't play through the thing but it's just in our okay. oh it was in our ears yeah oh was that it was that a spam caller no, it was a YouTube video. A YouTube video. Oh, you got to be careful because uh, you heard you, you heard about Matt let somebody in the chat, yeah. the the chat yeah. bot. Yeah, what, uh, Willie. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Okay, next question. Uh, should we do the Logan says this? Oh no, that's that's something for Logan. I'll give him that later. Okay, next question. Yeah, next question. From Bill, Jimmy, what do you know about the new Auto Clutch by Recluse, the new EXP disc? So I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. There, there's a EXP 4.0. Mm-hmm. Didn't know anything about it. So they basically uh, improved the EXP disc. And what they've done is instead of having the Teflon pads, they have a roller. So so the wedge now has a like a like a a like a paint roller, you know, like a, like uh-huh. a large roller, but it's made out of different materials. Yeah. Uh, so I did a little bit of research into it. I talked to, talked to them, got one coming. Yeah. Uh, so what has happened is that some of, especially the KTM, uh, the Austrian two strokes have slowed down the rotation of their clutch. They've slowed the clutch speed down through the primary gear. And because of that, it makes it difficult to get the the engagement right. You have to start running heavier wedges, and so the stiction mm. inside of that inside of the EXP disc, which is kind of being pressed on, it's hard to get it to roll. So they they used to have ones wedges that had ball bearings, three little ball bearings into it, but those kind of wore the plate. Then they went to this Teflon pad, which I get five hundred hours out of, of of pretty hard use, and so this is a whole new system um, that's that's going to make it engage should engage freer easier Mm -hmm. uh the 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 part can be made heavier because that that roller in there um so they can use different materials in that and then make the wedges heavier as they as they need to be and then run lighter springs and so there's there's a lot of uh interesting stuff to it so i will um go ahead and uh i'm gonna be testing testing one real soon so i can cool because i can't tell you how it really works there there and believe it or not there could be some disadvantages to this because I tested in the old days um, the ones that had the ball bearings on it. We tested ones that were ball bearings slash Teflon sliders, and we actually tested one that had instead of three ball bearings, five ball bearings. And there was a point where they got too slippery. Hmm. They they actually moved like they were too. It would it would engage too quick and actually stall the bike, and then it would it would freewheel too easy. You know, disengage too quick. So there was a point. There was a point there 
um, that, I mean, it's the, the recluse clutch is a, is an amazing thing. And it's uh, amazing how much time that they've put into getting those, the weights right. And the, the materials inside there. Mm. So they last all these kinds of things. So that's, uh, that's what I know about that, but I didn't know anything about it, but I guess it's only like a week old. So, yeah. So I also contacted him and said, Hey, uh, maybe you want to tell people about it. I know a guy that's a fan of those clutches. <laughs> Uh, Motor Design Motorsports says Moto Design and Metallurgy is so advanced you can bounce it off the rev limiter or lug it to where you can count the RPM. Designed to run in those parameters. Fun. Used as desired. I agree. <laughs> totally, totally agree. Um, and what's our next one? Is that a question? I don't know. You got to read it. Okay, I think a good topic for the show would be to cover all aspects of clutches. The clutch itself, OEM, DDS, auto clutches, torque drive, and then the controls. OEM cable, OEM hydro. Clake and three different models they offer. Different aftermarket control levers along with the left-hand rear brake. What do you think? And what clutch setup is different are for the different riding applications? Of all the controls on our bikes, the clutch is probably the most important and the most misused. I think it would be a good discussion. Also, do you guys drink as much as when you ride <laughs> as you do on your show? If so, I want to party with you all. Uh, okay. Some of us do. So, so some of some of us uh, uh, <laughs> don't. Um, no, you don't want to ride with me. No, uh, uh -uh. no, it's a, it's agreed, right, Logan? When do you want to come out and go riding again? Soon the dirt looks great. Yeah, it's a little mixed, little mixed today, but uh, the so that was the same. That was the same guy. He sent me back an email when I said I look into it. So he oh, he, wa okay. he wants it, he know. wants the the end all do all kind of clutch and then clutch uh, we'll call it clutch override systems, clutch replacement systems um, comparison. And, and for what they work for, like is a is a cable clutch ever better than a hydro clutch? Yeah, so that would cost, eh, maybe thirty thirty k. Oh, Got it? Shit, never mind. Thirty k, I could do that I for you. Three hundred. I mean, if you really want it done properly, like a real a real you know solid evaluation. But I I've used all those different things, pretty much almost every single ones of those different things in different times. Uh, run the same bike with multiple different systems, whether it was springs to mm -hmm. DD, DDS clutches to, to, you know, to a recluse, to the manual, to hydraulic, to cable, to blah, blah, blah. Um, stock clutches are pretty darn good. I got to, I've also got to pick my worst bike. Yeah. I was going to me break. right after the break. That's what I'm going to, I'll do. I, I, I almost thought I had it. And then I, I changed my mind again. Mm. So, the the clutch thing is stock clutches like i said are really good when you start getting into this clake stuff and that's a, that's a clutch brake combination lever so imagine this you pull on this lever and in the beginning it disengages your clutch and if you pull it farther it activates your rear brake have you have you ever seen this before? No, I, I thought he misspelled something when he said clake. No, there's there's a, there's a guy uh, in Australia that makes them, and it looks like there's three reservoirs and there's like eighteen different adjustment screws. It's pretty complicated, 
and we've had a few people bring them out to the class. Mm-hmm. And so I've ridden bikes with them before. And I bet if you got used to, if you practiced with it and got used to it, it could be pretty cool. But I, what I know, and we talked about this just earlier, it's like when, with the RPM and stuff, people lose control of their clutch. So now all of a sudden that lever is doing two things and you mm-hmm. start, you know, you start having to muscle the bike or something like that. And you, you disengage your clutch and then activate the brake because all you wanted to do to disengage your clutch, but then you lost it. And guess what? While you did that, you lost all your momentum now. And then your throttle twists a little bit farther because you're out of balance and you hung on the handlebar and then you released it. And all of a sudden you get another boost. At yeah. Double, double. Yeah. The, I can see that. Double the, uh, I've never seen it before. I've never seen anybody do no. what I just described. Yeah the you know like the, the recluse has advantages and disadvantages and and there's you know all these different things a, a diaphragm spring has some big advantages that's why a lot of companies are going to it now uh and there's there's some disadvantages uh, to it as well they're you know a little bit finicky on on you know different things so yeah it's i mean the stock clutches are pretty darn good these days, especially. I, I just smoked one of my KTM. What? Yeah. What were you doing? No, nah, man. It was the it was the reservoir's fault. The back check. The reservoir. Yeah, the back check or whatever you call it. The back lead valve was somehow got something stuck in it, so it was kind of always when you let the clutch out. Oh, you sure it wasn't? It wasn't that the the the, the thing was screwed in all the way so that it couldn't it couldn't release release the pressure. What thing? The adjustment. Down I, on the slave cylinder? No, no, no. On the on the lever at the lever. Oh so, no, no, no! So, definitely not. Okay, so I've seen people. I, I took the whole slave cylinder off of there uh-huh. and put it oh, in the, vice grips, and you couldn't get it to go back. Oh, okay. I mean, actually, I put it in a C clamp, but right. So what would happen was, and when I wouldn't do it all, uh, you'd clutch, you know, in it, it, out, in it, out, it, yeah, and then it would just hydrolock basically. There's, but there's no, there's nothing. There's not a check valve or anything in there. I don't. Yeah, all I did it's, was it's I just, took it off and my buddy, uh, micro whatever, uh, put it in the ultrasonic. Clean it. Ultrasonic it. I replaced all the fluid. Had to put a new clutch in it because it smoked the clutch. Right. Because you know it wasn't. You know. Okay. It was like it was being feathered. Okay. So 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 I've seen him cock a little bit, get a little bit uh-huh. crooked, and then and then lock that way. That might have been it too. I rebuilt the whole thing. So. Oh, so you rebuilt it before this happened? No. I had oh, a, when after when it happened, I had a micro the, yeah, or whatever you call it ultrasonic. My, thank you. I don't want. I can't think of that right now. And rebuilt at the same time. Okay, because it would work sometimes. You left the clutch, and then sometimes, and I'd sit there with a C clamp. You could not push that slave cylinder back. It w- it would not allow fluid to go backwards into it. And and there's no way that the lever up at the handlebar was pressed in a little bit somehow. Nope. Nope. Okay. Because I, I double I, checked all that. Yeah, because I've seen that before where it's up up there. I've yeah, really, I think you can get a rock behind it and make that happen. Well, like, like most that. most yeah. time, people have handguards, mm-hmm. and their handguard does it. Their yeah. handguard just holds yeah. it in far enough mm-hmm. so that it that it doesn't it won't yeah. release no, the pressure. No, I double checked all that and it had a no handguards on it, and yeah, had the slave cylinder off of it fifty times because it would come and go. It had to have a little something in there. That could, I, I don't know. That could it would be, come and go. Yeah, I, I've I've. I never. I mean, it's only bikes only a year and a half old or something. Right. I've heard of this happening before, but. Yeah. Um, Apparently that's first for me. I haven't experienced it myself. Yeah. Okay. We have any new questions that have popped up in the chat? Nothing. Um, we're in to it for an hour, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick little tequila break. break. Tequila break. Yeah, we'll come back with our uh, our uh, tequila night. The uh, in uh, Ooh, in Quito. 
Yeah, Inquieto Tequila Reposado. Okay. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Good. And we are back, and Logan pushed the button at the right time. Bam. So the question from last week that I waffled on was the 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 worst bike ever. And I I'm still I, all week I thought about this. I kept while I was riding when I have my most clairvoyant thoughts. I was thinking about it, and uh, oh good, it just crossed my mind again because so, I was there's a lot of them I was going to go with. There was there was the um. The the Suzuki RMX, like the 2005 or 6 RMX 450, because it came super corked up. And I asked them what it, and they said it's a race bike. And then I'm saying, okay, well, if it's a race bike, then how come it's corked up? Well, you got to uncork it, but we can't tell you to do that. And it had super gnarly motocross suspension. I mean, really stiff suspension, which today wasn't good. So that was one of my things. But I thought, no, you know what? The bike actually, it's like a lot of bikes. You, you monkey with it and you can make it really good. But the, I, and, and so I know that the bikes I like the least, I spend the most time riding. And it's because I want to fix them. I want to, I want to find out. Well, I want to find out if they're fixable or if, mm-hmm. if they can be, you know, made to, to work. And probably the bike I spent quite possibly the most time on was the, the last Christini all wheel drive 450 that we had. And I have to paraphrase this by saying I own a Christini. I have a Honda 250 conversion Christini. I, I like the technology. I like the way it works and everything, but it was built on a Asian built, like we'll say Chinese something, maybe even worse honda 450x knockoff and that bike uh it had it had like probably the some of the worst fuel injection because it kind of came emissions compliant because it was street legal and it had some of the worst fuel injection ever and i spent more time riding that thing and more time trying different stuff and i mean to the point where we we're getting, cause I was helping Steve develop it a little bit more. We are getting the programs and going inside and rewriting the ECUs. And then we got a whole new updated system. And, and then 
I don't know what happened next. <laughs> the ignition <laughs> went out. I don't know. The ignition went out, and then the, and then uh, the, and I never had any problems with the with the all wheel drive system. That was tight. Like that, <laughs> that, that was all good. It was just I just kept I just wanted to just take the engine out and put a Honda 450 engine in it, or just somehow drop yeah. drop the because it's all kind of real similar. Oh, I wanted so that that bike. Uh, it it pains me to think of how good that thing could have been, but how much it wasn't and how much work it took. We actually had a couple of, of viewers that were part of this podcast early on that actually owned those things and and went on to get them to work pretty, pretty good. But um, it was the, the fuel injection was just so antiquated. <laughs> it was yeah horrible. So maybe that's maybe that's my maybe that's my least favorite bike. Uh, uh, Christini 450. And and they've they've they have the new they have the new fuel injection in it now so it's much 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 better it's not like the the old one and Josh K says an ATK I, the ATK crossed my mind uh, a couple different ones like the old two strokes that had the Can Am the Rotax Can Am motors in them mm -hmm. um but yeah you know I didn't want to go back so old and so weird or what even though Christine's is kind of a weird one but it's not really a weird one. Uh, mm -hmm. pretty pretty good yeah they're still out there yeah what, what do you what do you we closing turn the mics on or off logan there we're all good it's all working yeah, yeah and then i rode the atk when they had the um the single-sided frame atk oh. came out for the single-sided frame at one point i actually raced at a national hair and hound up in utah uh i think i managed the top 10 of the thing <laughs> i wasn't even really racing that much at the time but yeah uh, the ATK made some interesting bikes. I don't think they were like I rode a lot of weird stuff, and they they all have their they have their niceties. I so I rode my my old Husaberg this weekend. I see that thing. Uh, went up to um, went up riding up in the mountains, and I forgot how spoiled we have become with electric starts that always start. <laughs> you know that work that don't drain the battery this thing it it takes an act of god to spin that 650 motor over i mean it it, it takes a lot of power mm -hmm. and so you get probably 20 rotations on a brand new good battery before oh, it, before it before it sucks down so so the starter is sort of like a starter assist you know you just pull the left side left side kickstarter out and just go ahead and give it a kick at the same time you just push the button you're going to save yourself and the charging system on that thing is it's just it's just not charging the battery. It just <laughs> like, it just can't it's just charge a watch. Yeah, yeah. It, barely, it, it's, it shows it's putting out some voltage, but it's just not. It just yeah. doesn't charge it. And then so okay, so we're riding and and it's I've got that thing, or whoever owned it before me has that thing. It's a Del Ordo, has it jetted so good. It's really nice, smooth, buttery. Um, thing makes just a ton of torque. Like you probably like there's that earthquake in California. Huh. It was as a result of the Husaberg. It was <laughs> it was moving the mountains. It shifted the mountains I was riding on a little bit, and it it, it just kind of jam packed it into Ojai, and that's what happened down there. But uh, so it stalled a couple of times. We were riding some really technical things. It's, it's, I thought we were going to go hill climbing out in the you know in the wet mm -hmm. desert, but we didn't. We ended up in tight technical trails. And I stalled it a couple times in this rocky section. And guess what? There you sat. The battery was done. And before that, it, and the other thing is it needs a cooling fan. 
and it runs it just runs hot something that makes that much power has to run hot even in the cool weather it was running hot and so it was putting so much pressure that it was it was it wasn't actually blowing it out the radiator it was blowing it out the weep hole between the water pump you know so through the seal yeah yeah and it also was putting some water into the into the engine cases Uh you know it was going past the seal because there's a lot of pressure in there what this thing did was it put enough water so the oil went milky right oh boy and that's that happens it's normal but and then it and then it got hot and this thing has you know the breather tube out of the top of the you know the out of the top of the engine the crankcase breather essentially and i think on the husaberg it has to come up and the air to get out there has to go through the center of the cam and then out through the overflow i believe and and then it goes into a giant funnel Mm -hmm. like it goes out instead of just a hose that goes out it goes into a big funnel that goes up into the bottom of the air box which is in the frame everybody's confused about this now husaberg has the air filter is on on the frame backbone it's where it should be yeah sure should be on the frame backbone so this thing and the idea is it'll spray up there but you know since it's it loses all of its velocity the oil will kind of you know pool up and drop back down but now the oil has oil's probably hot enough to boil water and now there's a lot of water there's enough water in there that it's not only shooting oil but there's like a lot a lot of water and it gets out in that cool area and condenses and then it drops in there and it runs right down the frame right into the into the carburetor and so the bike was very reluctant to start because there was a lot of water that had puddled up on the back of the damn carburetor and i'm like so we we proceeded to kick and kick and kick and then we ended up go ahead and get pull out the tow rope and we towed it up and i tried to bump start it down the hill but in bump started down the hill i must suck most of the water out of there because then i got it start again and then i'm like okay i gotta go we're in gnarly trail and i just went and i quit being like nice i started like really abusing the clutch you know doing a lot of work and and i know it's hot but we meant we'd put we'd put water in i knew there was still a little bit of water in it i'm like i guess got it so we this like gnarly hill it was a hill all rocks and i was working it and i got nine tenths the way up there and it starts going, you know, and it's just running like crap. And it was hot and you it was steaming down there and steaming out of the radiator. And uh, and then it's not running. And then when the clouds of your own exhaust smoke catch you come, come, come by. Yeah. Cause it's burning oil that much. There's that much oil burning. I'm going, I just blew up my damn. I knew I've said it on the show. I bought this bike cause I wanted to ride it. I want to, I know it's going to blow up. I know that this thing is a short life. It's got a short fuse. <laughs> I thought, well, I just did it. Okay. Now I got to figure out, maybe I'll just cement it into the ground here. <laughs> and so I wasn't, I wasn't really that upset. I'm just like, okay, that's where I, and I started thinking. And I'm t- telling you that this is where, this is where the old, this is where the, um, all these years of experience and testing coming in. I was thinking, I remember when we used to ride the, the KTM RFS motors down long, long downhills, all the oil pulls up on the front part of the motor, drags it up the cam, and then it starts pumping it out the overflow, which used to go into the airbox. Mm-hmm. And you'd be going down these downhills, and your bike would start smoking like crazy because it's it's yes. full of oil straight in the back of the carburetor, which is going into the motor. So, so all of a sudden, you're mixing it yeah. five to one. Yeah. You know, a lot. There's a lot of oil going yeah. in there. And I'm like, huh. I thought about it thought about this i'm like 
So sure enough, pop the seat off, took the air filter off, you know, two screws. I'm, 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 I'm looking down the air filter and there's a giant puddle of oil covering up the, the, the little weep holes for the air bleeds on the yeah. bottom. There was that much oil oh boy. down in there. And then water, there was steam coming up <laughs> out of the, and, and remember how I said it was milky? Yeah. It was no longer milky. Oh, yeah, the oil was black because it, it it was so hot that it steamed off all of the water. The milky stuff will go high, and, yeah. and and all the water it now pumped into the. So these Hoosterberg guys are geniuses. They know how to you know self clean the oil by getting the motor to run so damn hot. <laughs> so anyways, dabbed it, cleaned it up, you know, stuck a rag down there and there and cleaned all the oil out of there. Fired fired up like third kick. Now I'm kicking left side kick. You know, battery's not not doing still it not doing its thing. And uh, let her eat. Got got me back, so mm. no no problems except oh. <laughs> by no problems you mean all those problems all right? those problems yeah it was an, <laughs> it made it made for an interesting ride yeah 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 so I got I got hey everybody if you've uh, been watching the show for a long time remember when Logan was co-hosting Logan was famously I wanted a co-host that didn't talk mm-hmm. um and so we used to make him read the questions which had its own challenges mostly based on your spelling. And by your, your, I mean you, your listeners spelling and as you write stuff in. So we would always, you know, we'd, we'd sound out words and things like this. And and Logan's almost ready to gra- graduate high school now. Yep. Yep. You're, you're reading at a, well, let's say ninth grade level or something like that. Is that the, pretty, close. pretty close? Which is better than most. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have this thing and it's going to give me a chance to pour a little tequila, but... Mm-hmm. It says, Logan, say this, and I want you to just read it. Just read it. I've got it right here. Oh, you got it right there? Yeah. Were you practicing over there? No. Oh, why would you do that, right? No. Okay, go ahead. Read it. Dirt bike test. Dirt bike test. EBT. Dirt bike review. Motocross. Supercross. <laughs> off-road. Desert racing. GNCC. Enduro. Dual sport. ADV. ADV riding. ADV bikes. Dual sport riding. Motorcycle re- review. ATM, Yamaha, that- Kawasaki, Husqvarna, Gas Gas, Honda, Suzuki, Beta, Moto, MX, SX, Tech Tips, Dirt Bike Tech, Dirt Bike Tech Tips, Dirt Bike Maintenance Tips. You sound like a robot, Logan. That's gonna make this. That's gonna make this show a whole lot better. Those are hashtags that Trevor came up with. That's that's what we need to put on all of our Instagram posts and things. We were we used to put these in the- Yeah. Well, now you said it. Yeah. And the robots, the the robots that are out there will pick that up. That was, that almost sounded like you practiced. That was pretty good. Yeah, he's came a long way, huh? You said motorcycle things. You pronounced them correctly. Because I'm homeschooling them now. Oh, <laughs> with a whip. Nah, he's homeschooled now. Yeah, homeschool. Well, I did make half of the list. Yeah, and then the other half is. Oh, you made half that list. Well, back in the day. Yeah, there was an old thing. <laughs> all the brands, the tech tips, the dirt bike tests. All right. Were in it. Right on. Um, okay. So it seems like we have uh, some, some. Bill O'Neill says, listen to this, Logan. You've been a good mentor for Logan. Logan's the man. Ooh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh K. Let's do, can, you see, can you see that? Uh, you can't see it. I'll, I actually, since your name's Jimmy, I'll ask you this question. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Because I'm sure he wants to talk to Jimmy. Sure. Any down and dirty solutions to seal a small oil leak on the bottom of a case? 
Honda bonds, silicone, etc. I'd rather not split the cases as it has been very limited miles on it along with the parts availability due to age. Well, first off, anytime I comes to glue, I'm a two-part guy, so epoxy of some sort, but yeah, which one? Uh, man, I bet you they get pretty specific epoxies, uh, you know, aluminums and wets and dries. And so search that out. But if it would say have to be two part and then something very specific for aluminum cases. Yeah. I mean, something if, that bonds to aluminum well. I would, I mean, in all honesty, I would clean it really good and just use like a, like a, an oil, a, a oil resistant uh, silicone. Um, yeah. and, and like, a, you know, like an RTV or something like that. There's ones that are heat that are better with heat. Since it's an engine, I would get like a heat slash oil, like a, like a yeah. valve cover, you know, a valve cover type, um, stuff. And just, just if it, like I said, if it's, if it's site, if it's on the center cases and it's not, you know, doesn't matter what it looks like, just kind of put a nice big. He said it's block. just seeping, right? Yeah, it's just seeping. As long as it, if if it's pressure, if it's a lot of pressure behind it, that might not be his best thing. Then I would go with like what Jimmy's talking about, mm -hmm. some sort of stuff. But if you ever do have to split the cases, sometimes you can chip. Yeah, that my stuff stuff's going to be hard to get off of there. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you do it right, it should be um, nearly impossible to get off. But I've been able to chisel stuff off. Like I've smashed cases before, and then I've chiseled the the JB weld, which is what yeah. we would always use, or that quick steel. I'd chisel that off and then be able to have it welded or whatever. Been fixing holes in Bosma jet ski all summer, so that's all <laughs> I've been doing. <laughs> so I'm an epoxy kind of guy. Epoxies. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh the Steven, the uh Stanton, the tequila of choice night is uh inquieto. I haven't had mine yet. This is uh it's bueno. It's bueno. Yeah, this I um really picked good. this up last time I was down in Mexico because you can't get this here. Oh, really? But uh yeah, it's not about uh not a bad little uh, hole no, there. She's a good one. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, thanks, uh, Josh. We uh, we we aim to please around here. Okay, we have other questions on that form. On this form. Mm -hmm. Hey, we value your work and time. We are looking for a good partner who can work with us a long time. I have 800 plus clients, and maybe I have a lot of orders for you. But this time, I can give you an order. Please give the price of the general article with the do follow link. I look forward to hearing from you. How much? Think ten thousand? Sound like a good number? It's got eight hundred clients. Eight hundred clients. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't just do it to you, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, actually, that, that that computer didn't even have a didn't even put a signature on it. I know. Weird. <laughs> Logan was warning us in the break. He goes, "Hey, I think that next question is spam." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jimmy, I just wanted you to know how much I buy your podcast and wisdom. My buddies all hate me now when they start their shit about needing more power. Ah, good. I ask, how far are you turning it? I give the, give you all the credit though. Hope this guy took a class and learns a lot about that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm not quite done. Oh. When you get new merch, I will support you, man. Not looking for anything for free. Where and how can I buy those HRC looking DBT stickers? They really pop out well. They're kind of cool. So yeah, that's Sid, right? That's Sid. Sid, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Sid. I really appreciate that. So um, the 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 stickers. I'm going to throw those in. I will throw some of those in with the the t-shirts when we get those. Speaking we're of that, I t-shirts again. We're, we're making t-shirts. Yeah, let's do it. The Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirt. I almost got the form done last week, and then uh, it rained, and I went riding. So that um, who could blame you? Yeah. 
there's a, I think you got to block that one as a, as a spam there, Logan. <laughs> I don't know if you can do it on that. You have to do it through something else. <laughs> you, have, you better, you better tell Matt <laughs> got it. His friends are back. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem like a, that dude knows something. No, he's a, sp he's a, he's a troll. He's still a troll. He's a trolling. Yeah. He's a good, good. Uh, four yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, a four yeah, stroke yeah. troller. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what is Chris for what it's worth? My quick and small leak adhesive is seal all from AutoZone. Good around gasoline and modest temperatures. There we go. Huh. Seal all will, uh, uh, for, um, Josh. So, okay. And then, uh, beam echo says I've diverted the breather hose out of the air box a couple of times. One, with a filter on the end, so it can't really suck anything back up, and one without their filter. Have you seen any reason not to do that? So no, on on most race bikes, they vent to atmosphere, like the the crankcase breather vents out to, to atmosphere. Uh, depending on you know the conditions, I have seen them you know put it in in a you know in a air filter, you know have an air filter. Like KNN used to have a special crankcase breather filter. It was this little pod that they used to put on there. So I know a lot of times when uh, bikes were racing in the desert with the silt and stuff like that, they were worried about it. I honestly have never seen the dirt on an open. And a lot of my KTM RFS bikes have open uh, to atmosphere crankcase breathers that really run right down along the back of the cylinder. And they terminate right above the clutch slave unit mm -hmm. is where we always use the time. And we used to, we always used to oh, the chain a little bit. Yeah, it, it could. I and mean, we would never, they never put that much out, but, um, we always used to cut the, the hose at an angle instead of flat. We always cut it at an angle and we clipped it a second time so that it, so that it couldn't actually cause like a suction on it. Mm -hmm. uh, Sliced it. So, so I haven't had any problems with that. And, and you want to make the hose long. You want to give it a long run. You don't want it to just be really, really short. You want to give it some room. Go up high. And so why I don't do this on the Husaberg, uh, good question. <laughs> uh, but I used to do it on all the KTM RFS bikes for that very reason. If you'd ride down long downhills, it would want to start pumping uh, the oil out of the out of the engine into the airbox, which uh, wasn't. Hmm. Logan yeah. ran it at one time on his KLX 110 right into the oil fill. Because he had about a quarter inch ring gap on that bike. Uh huh. Oh, so it just blow a ton out? Yeah, it just well, it kept it right there. He just kind of <laughs> built a little recycle station there. So it plugged I, in. It plugged into the oil. So it recycled. He took off the cap. Oh, off the oil fill oh, cap and then unplugged it. No, and ran the ran the thing because it was just <laughs> pouring oil out of it. Because oh. it, it literally had a ring gap like three sixteenths. Yeah, you don't need micrometers for it. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no feeler gauges. And I come home and I see him out riding and I see it. His boots covered in oil and shit. And he's got it all taped in the hole. Okay. yeah. He's like eight years old or something. I don't know. It was pretty sweet. But, really. but you decided that you didn't want this? You, you didn't want to spill it out on the ground. You just wanted to keep well, it. Well, you it, wanted it to keep run riding. For a, it, would, it, would, it would lose all the oil in five minutes. Oh, wow. In system. It literally had so much blow by. Because I'm saying at that point, it's, it's rough, no longer, that, at that point, it's no longer a breather. No, no, no! It was a, it was a catch can. It was a catch can. Yeah. You don't remember doing that? Because no. that's pretty cool. Okay, so 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 the uh, on in uh, when we used to run the XR six hundreds, the breather because the breather on those ones was was above the transmission. There was a breather, and they used to have a little catch little catch mm -hmm. can in there. So it was a it was a hose into a, a chamber so the oil could 
catch and drip back down into the into right. the motor and i think even the one out of the valve cover went into that also so it would it would all kind of it would suck the suck the oil back in essentially <laughs> i don't know if it would actually suck it in i think it would drain back in before it could blow it all out so um, suck the suck the oil back who said that yeah what's that noise coming from i'm trying to get rid of that dude Oh, you're trying to get rid of that dude? Yeah. <laughs> he likes suction. I get him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next question. Yeah, here's a cool one, I think. I'm coming off an 08 990 Adventure S. Agonizing over whether to get an Africa Twin or a Tenere. Help. B. This is from uh, Tim Paul. BDR type riding, very aggressive off-road. Often super slab it to the BDR route. What's the... Word, Tenere or Twin? I'm on my second 990, so it's time to move on to the future. I'm telling that I've gone from the 950 to a Tenere, but I'm looking for some expert opinion. So you, the question you're asking, and it, it's hard to hard to judge because some of the descriptions you did when you said super aggressive and then BDR. Yeah. Um, so Basically, I think when, he meant just barely get to the or, Right. When you're talking to, When you're talking to like dirt bike riders, like guys that grew up riding riding dirt and a BDR is just not it's super it's not right. super aggressive it's it, it's I mean but if for an adventure guy that's super aggressive yeah, so we okay. just kind of kind of so if if you say you want a bike to do the BDR uh, the the question is and you're coming off the KTM you know 990 which is the same as 950 platform is do you want more bike or less bike. Oh, that would have been a. That's that's that's. What, what do you think the KTM's besides being the, older? The, K, the, K, the KTM is 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 like a little bit more than the the Tenere. The Tenere will do the do yeah a little bit more power, a little bit more weight, uh, very similar suspension, believe it or not. Then and then and then you go to you know you go to Tenere, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a lighter, more nimble, uh, uh, just m more agile of. Every, uh, better off-road than the, the 990? Better, better traction. Uh, so I actually think that the Tenere is is quicker because it's lighter and gets better traction than the KTM. It, it's not more powerful. It's just, it's just yeah, quicker. It's more. The Africa Twin is more of everything than the, than the, the 990 to a certain extent. More weight, a little bit more power, maybe not as quick because it's, it's, it yeah. gets, it kind of gets kind of so. heavier. And and a little bit more fine, and the 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 the, the Tenere is minimalist. In other words, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of there's not traction control and buttons and knobs and different things. The Africa Twin is the complete opposite of that. And the 950 was before KTM went to all of that with their, you know, on the 1090 they started mm -hmm. adding some stuff, and now on the 890 and 790 platforms and 1290s they have modes galore. So. And the good thing is there's a lot of, lot of choices, but it, that, the question there is, do you want more motorcycle or less motorcycle? Right. And it's, it's really easy. Tenere is less and the, the Honda is, the Honda is more. Yeah. For me, the question would be between the Tenere and the 990. Yeah. I've yeah. always wanted a 990. I never had one. Right. Yeah, and, I and, and, and I, I am going to, in the near future, do a comparison between my KTM 950 and my Tenere. Okay. Because I was, I, like I, was I was really surprised at how similar those bikes are. And it shows how good the KTM was. And how and and like so, there's still a lot of people that will agree with me that that was the best adventure bike KTM ever made because it was just simple and plain and and it's what the Tenere is now 
And yeah, I like that about the Tenere. I've yeah. ridden a twin. I didn't care for it too much off road, but yeah. And and when you start when you start getting to the, like I said, the the, you know, in BDRs and and I'm not downplaying them because there's some there's some tough sections and stuff like that. I think that the only time you're really suffering is when you're doing the slabs, but every place else that Tenere is just such an awesome bike on those types of those types of routes. And then you can, then you can, you know, do the more advanced routes. Or if you see something off to the side, that looks a little bit more interesting, a little more inclined to do it than if you were on, you know, some 1100, 1200, uh, a bigger, a bigger bike. So mm-hmm. that will, uh, that should uh, answer that. So I, I'm, I'm and uh, Yamaha does sponsor the show, uh, Tenere. The, get the new, get the new Tenere. It has a more, uh, more flashy dashboard. They got it. They updated. They, they updated the, the the dashboard. It does. It does some more things. I don't know. I don't know. I what still it, want one of those. I wanted them to. I wanted them to put larger foot pegs on it, but uh, that's what they make Fast Company Flex Impact pegs for. Yeah, I'm sure they make it for that. Huh? They do. Okay, JP three three one. On a CRF 250L, my brother has one. First time he dropped it, the entire headlight bent and broke the turn signal. It's a dirt bike with hand with half-hearted attempt of being a tour bike, except tons of broken plastic if you trail ride. Don't crash. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. You don't crash it. Logan, remember when we rode that bike around? Yeah, it was real fun. Um, and oh, what did you do? The you, big you, fairing you, model one? Yeah. What did you... You didn't have a problem with things breaking off, did you? Which one? Which bike the CRF 250L. Remember the one that had all the fairings? Looked like the rally bike. Looked like Ricky's I didn't bike. Break anything that. I know. Why? Uh, I didn't crash. I don't there we go. Okay. Well, I, I did crash one time. But it's just, just a tip over. Just a tip over. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Don't crash. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, I don't think any bike with a fairing is really, you know. Is is kind of designed for like dirt bikes where they're designed to pick them up and go again, right? Yeah, without shit laying there on the ground. Yeah, it's you. like it's like adventure bikes. Don't crash those either because they're expensive and they're hard to pick. Yeah, up. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, they're yeah. Next, okay. Buy YouTube views nine nines blah blah blah. I can't get enough of your channel, oh baby. Keep creating magic with your content. What? Who's this from? Buy YouTube views dot nine nine seven. Oh yeah. Pastor, yeah, thanks, okay. thanks. Okay, yeah, uh, hit, cool. hit me back on that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I that's why I'm a, can't that's, get enough. Or, that's why I'm an influencer. I'm Stephen a, Stanton, send me a box and I'll open it up live on the show. What grips you got on the Tenere Pro Grip? Pro Grip Rally Grips. He mentions in the video. Yes, Pro yep. Grip Rally Grips. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. So, anyways, so I mentioned in the video. I talk about the grips in the video. And he he takes the time. Thank you for leaving a comment. It helps our uh, you know helps the helps the views go up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, watch the damn video. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I spend so much time putting those videos together, so yeah. I don't have to answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> just you just watch the video. Uh. YZ four fifty FX Damon Forrest. I would do anything to ride that bike. Thanks to Yamaha for supporting the show. That's Yamaha Motor USA. Follow them on the socials. Uh, They have really cool videos of their race teams. They uh, can tell you all about the bikes, just like him. What was his name? uh, 
What was that? Oh, that was Damon Forrest. Damon Forrest, yeah. That you you dream of riding Yamahas. That's what Damon says. He would yeah. do anything to ride that motorcycle. Go ride them. They live up to the dream. Yeah. I always okay. said so. Yeah. I always love Yamahas. Uh, rev the what is it? Uh, they rev your heart. Revs your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Revs your heart so much you made a comment on the video. It was that good. <laughs> Peaceful warrior. Kind of oxymoron right there yeah. in the name, right? Hands down, by far, the Honda CRF 500. CR 500. Did I, what did I say? CRF? CRF, yeah. Oh, I meant CR 500. I don't make a CRF 500. Logan, you got to tell your teacher dad how to read these nah. questions a little bit better. Nah, I can't believe I said that. You're shaking. You're sh- he was your teacher. <laughs> He's your teacher in school. <laughs> He's my, I'm his homeschool teacher, man. What do you think of the CRF or CR 500? Yeah, you just, you, you're just so into saying CRF. I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, He's fast. Uh, we got one. We got one coming up. You're looking at it. Yeah, that has, yeah, no, that, has it that has nothing to do with that, but it leads us perfectly. It's a nice segue into the segment that everybody waits yeah. for. They they uh-huh. at least at least uh-huh. the people that have submitted uh-huh. their bikes. Takamoto's Roost or Endo. So Takamoto, not affiliated with Taco Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, other than they are a fine sponsor of this show. Uh-huh. Uh, go to takamoto.co. For all of your um, needs in the in the especially in the KTM, um, getting your uh, emissions compliant bike or actually any KTM running better, they have all the stuff, all the doodads, a wealth of knowledge. So they have all kinds of stuff that you need, and they're going to bring you this segment. Logan, are you ready to go with this? Yeah, you are. Okay, are you going to read it or? Yeah, or Jimmy's going to go read ahead, it. Logan. Okay, so you have to say which one it is, and he has to find the. Does the, he have the? Oh yeah, he does. He has a picture. Oh, that's. That's the wrong one. No, that's uh, yours. Yeah, uh, that's not. It's not mine. <laughs> not mine. We can do that one. Go ahead and go ahead and read. Who's that one from? This one here. I'll go. No, it's the, start. Start down. Start down there. Oh, two thousand. Oh. Yep, that one. Oh. Yeah, you start. Yeah, start there. It went on the wrong page. 2005 XR650R, rock hardwood, set for adventure. Every great mod except for anything done to motor, motor stock. A Cherubee six-gal tank, JCR triple clamp, precision concept suspension, Fastco flex bars, Scott's dampener, rear rack, street legal someplace, <laughs> almost electric shark with ball design kit. Almost. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know this bike. No, you don't. Yeah, never... Yeah, look, look! Look at that photo, though. I mean, yeah. like the light is just—it's just glistening, glistening on that thing. It's in a, it's in a perfectly groomed sea of, uh, of, of type two. gravel. Yeah, type, type two, type two, like three-quarter inch rock there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it looks you know it's green. The greenery, amazing greenery around. Yeah, yeah that. the backdrop just, of- just makes you want to go out and ride that bike. You I've can, never ridden one. You have not. I have not. It's for sale. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this segment of rooster endo or for sale, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, so, uh, this, the, this bike, um, I, I had one at one time that was almost exactly, it was exactly like this bike. <laughs> uh, I can see some stuff that the, the knucklehead didn't, um, put on there. It has a trail tech Voyager, uh, mm-hmm. mounted on the handlebars. It has um, some uh, little bags, uh, the giant loop bags made specifically for that gas tank. So you can carry 
the extra counter shaft seal that you'll need when you're riding long distances down in Baja. Plus, mm-hmm. you can carry your tire irons and, you know, master links and all the little stuff up there. It's not the best place because it's high, but it is is convenient because you're going to have your sleeping bag and all your other stuff on the rack in the back. I, I see a Leo Vince uh, exhaust, which is actually uh, quite quiet on that motorcycle, uh-huh. but it still performs well. The the Baja Designs uh, electric start. That thing's pretty cool. Yeah, I can those see are, it on this th- picture. Those are great when they work. Uh, uh, discontinued, by the way, unavailable. It's one of um, you know, there's no more in the world. It probably at least has three more starts left in it. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah pretty pretty good so i i'm i'm thinking around four grand oh wait no i mean i'm thinking this bike ruse if i think it's she rose it's oh, so so if you're interested in this you just have to um uh email me Cash. yeah you email me and then uh i think that we can talk you know it's, i know a guy that can talk about the price mm-hmm. a little bit yeah but uh brand new kenda parker dt's on it it was good. Um, it, it was rebuilt. Like the thing has, I, I heard it has a lot of miles on it, but it was rebuilt. And this was one of the, the interesting thing about this bike is that it, when I rebuilt that motor, I don't know why I rebuilt it, but if I, if I had rebuilt that motor, I've never seen so much performance come back just by throwing a, a piston rings really into a motorcycle, <laughs> <laughs> but but I had never seen a motorcycle eat so much sand and keep running and just keep on keeping keep, on, just keep it on as it was like we rode that thing across the Altar Desert like seven or eight times down to Puerto Panasco. I mean, the guy that owned it, um, Rock, yeah, Rock rode it down to. Is that how oh, I forgot the guy had a name? <laughs> so uh, yeah, that thing endos, <laughs> but it's for sale. My <laughs> boat <Above> sale. <laughs> So yeah, that that is a that is a good bike. Do you do, do you have where's the where's the CR five hundred? I got it right here. I sent it to you. I sent it to Matt as well. It's not this one. Oh, here it is. Oh, yeah. I think this that one's been on the show before. That 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 one as well. You're gonna have to start pull pull that one up and then start digging through the email and find it. It would. It's. Uh, I just did it. I just did it this afternoon. So it'd be recent. Come on, Logan. Get it together. Oh, wow. Another Honda. That's Oh, we can do that one now. I think we've done this one before, but it's okay. It's all Hondas tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no. no. Okay. This is Chris Dabney. Ready? Right? Yeah. 1998 XR250 IMS Pegs Tank WBE Series Progressive Fork Springs. Cannot remember the spring rakes. Maxis IT Rear Dunlock 756 Front Pro Taper CR High Band. I thought it was an XR400 just because I used to have a that was that was the standard setup for my XR400 is to have a IMS tank and pegs. And then an aluminum skid plate because at the time that's all you could get. But he has this. This bike's been on before. I I messed up when I was digging through here. We're in a transition phase, trying to uh, get all this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But that that uh, almost almost got the whole bike in the shade for the photo. <laughs> <laughs> so another another bike that'll last forever. This pro this one's probably sucked a lot of water when it falls over in the creek. Did you find that Honda photo yet? Yeah, I did. Okay, you got it. Okay, good. So let's save that one for last. Okay. 
Okay. Put the, put the other one up. That, that bike, uh, ridden hard, put away wet. It it roosts. It's, a, it's an XR250. Yeah, it's an XR250. That's what they're supposed to be done to, right? The, if if you want a bike that just lasts forever, uh, that that would be it. Like an XR2, like XR400 is hard to kill. XR250 is impossible. Is impo <laughs> impossible uh -huh. to kill. Huh. Okay, our next one, Logan. By Leon is no. does he he doesn't have it no no do you have it it's emailed, yeah. oh it's emailed so you're gonna read it off uh, yeah it's, it's a 2021 beta 125 rr axp skid plate arc memlon levers removed headlight and taillight all ex else's stock super fun bike shared by me and my 16 year old son <laughs> gotta get rid of that rear tire Oh, the stock one? That that's six days thing. That, I don't know. I don't like those tires, but yeah, they work good when they're new. Yeah, they were not very long though. Yeah, they work okay once they lose the when they got the, the six days back on them the or whatever they are. Man, that that all that thing makes but me. But I want, love that bike. All that may, thing makes me want to do goes ride the one twenty five the what, the E three class and GNCCs. Uh -huh. I would. I want to go yeah. do that. I, I it's been a long time since I've ridden a beta 125, but I tell you what, the 200 is so good. Yeah, and I, yeah, that thing that thing looks good. I, I wonder why it doesn't it doesn't. I guess they don't come with the headlight on that one, or that's the that's the cross oh, took it off cross country. Oh, he took it off. Oh yeah, yeah, cross country setup. Yeah, I like that bike. I think it. I think yeah, it, they're great. I think it's pretty much it's pretty stock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pretty stock, yeah. It's it's a good thing. Yeah, it's gotta gotta say it's good. Um, what does Jeff Sweeney want to know? <laughs> Jimmy, you got any tricks for removing a swing arm bowler in XR two fifty four hundred? Yeah, Loctite. Loctite. Yeah. Uh, for removing it? Yeah, just remove the swing arm, and the bolt doesn't have to come out. How do you get the any tricks for removing the swing arm bolt? You mean the bolt or the or the yeah the whole bolt? It's mm. yet the swing arm can't come off with the bolt. I don't know. I have no clue how to take it off. So oh, I'm it's bad. So add more. Well, that's why you're not the host of this show. I was yeah. going to just say get a, <laughs> get a punch and a drift and go go. I mean, I've had some bikes that have that have locked the. Lock the the swing arm has become welded into the I got one. the the pivots mm -hmm. in in there and uh, it's just it so I think there was one that we actually put up on a hydraulic press I've done that and, and, and like, pressed got scared yeah oh it was like stretching the whole frame yeah I guess. so I'm, I'm on a seventy seven YZ two fifty oh wow my vintage bike I don't oh. it's glued welded whatever oh it's not coming off anymore <laughs> now let's just hope it never needs to but it still goes up and down right yeah yeah. So the uh so I, I've I've like I said I've put a I've put a it may have been an XR four hundred up onto a hydraulic press and then just got another another axle or something was the same size and just yeah. started punching it punching it down through and it I was afraid it was gonna break the case. I that because no. because it started when it started pushing on it, was it, it was it was obviously the lower it was the lower um the one that was underneath 
and it needed to go down. You know, it couldn't come the other direction. Mm-hmm. Although we did think about when it started pushing, and you saw the gap start forming between the between the swing arm and the case. So it's you actually friction where, where the friction sw- was. Yeah, yeah, it was like we thought about actually going to the other side and kind of grinding the other one off and trying to push it the other direction. So it would, but it was in there. But we 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 um because it's really hard to heat up because it's so insulated by. You know, it's stuck on that bearing and that bearing is encapsulated there, but it finally just went pop and then it was, then it moved. You know, it, it just, yeah, it, it yeah, takes it that, very... it takes that pop. So um, sometimes just a nice drift and a, and a punch and, and, you know, but it's the shock that's going to get it, not mm-hmm. necessarily the, the, the force, the force at that point. Uh, you can squirt some of those, some of those, um, those bolt loosening things. Uh, some of the you know liquid wrench kind of stuff. If you can saturate, you know, squirt it in there, but it's it's tough. Yeah, I never get anywhere with that. I I I would I would suspect if it was if it was really screwed up, and this is just kind of me thinking about it now. I would actually try to drill, maybe try to drill a hole like a like a zerk fitting size hole. You know, like like the old in the old days you put a zerk fitting mm-hmm. in your swing arm. Maybe figure out where you're going to put a zerk fitting later and drill a hole and drill down in there. And try to drill, drill in the case drill, itself. Or dr- it? No, drill down through the swing arm. Oh, oh gotcha. well, if it seizes up in the case, you can do the same thing in the case. You know, whatever yeah. you do, drill down and then halfway into the bolt, mm-hmm. and then fill that up with the with the penetrant oil yeah. stuff, so that it can sit in there and start maybe weeping out into an area that you know it's a it's a mystery. But and there's lots of things like that that you can do. So uh, this bike roosts. It does. I like the beta. Betas look so good. The they do look plastic good. designs are yeah Italian stuff. Okay. Where are you guys? What's our, what's our, uh, oh, we got the beast here. Okay. Here we go. The, this is just titled the 500. And Jimmy, you, you read, you read this. Let's see. We go. Rooster Endo. Okay. Gene, oh. Gene Woods. Okay. So this is Gene Woods bike. So this is, uh, this is, if you're watching, if you've hung around this long, this bike is for sale. It is another one. It's it's absolutely for sale. And I know, and I know CR 500 are hard, hard to get a hold of. Oh, yeah. So this is, this is the way it's going to work. Uh, you want to email me, email. It's you can figure out my name at Dirt Bike Test. If you really want this thing, uh, email me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rep, I'm gonna forward them over to Gene in the order I get them. So, because I don't think it's going to last very long. Would you say this is one of the few few bikes out there that will has hit the point where it's appreciating from now till forever? Yes. Uh, I, I, there's I, a handful I, of bikes, dirt bikes, right? That I say that, and the CR500 is one of them for sure. That will just appreciate if you just throw it in the whatever. It's not like my Husaberg. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have the. Uh, yeah, I know, and they're not a CR five hundred. No. Okay, so here we go. What do we got on? Completely it? fresh, one hundred miles ago. Powder coated rims and frame. Dunlop DOT tires, FMF pipe and spark arresters. IMS large capacity fuel tank, headlight, turn signal, brake lights, and horn. Paperwork to register for street. Fuck you, racing at Las Vegas stickers. <laughs> 7,500. 7,500. From when I look at that market a lot, and that looks like a pretty clean. I know. 500. That, that's, a, that's a clean. A roach one started. Roach one started five. Yeah. Just roached. Right. And and uh, yeah, I know I know Gene takes no, no, care of stuff yeah, and builds we'll... builds stuff that's pretty cool. That is a that's a that's a beast. So if you're looking for a CR500, I mean this roost endo or for sale segment <laughs> brought to you by Taco Moto. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> she roosts. 
you know, I'm going to just say one thing. You do not need to ride one of those things on the street. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's, there's nothing good about, I mean, other than you just, you're just like, you see guys like riding their, their Harleys that they've done all their stuff to, and whether they're full biker clad and they're doing the biker thing, or they are, you know, they've chromed it out and they're kind of just like want to be looking at me or something like that. Like I look at those guys and I could just be nothing. If I saw you pull up on this thing, I just go, you're trying to be a badass. Uh-huh. You are trying to be a badass by, uh, <laughs> by doing that. So you can be a badass by buying, I mean, uh, uh, uh this, uh, bike. I can't believe that there's so many people trying to sell their shit on this show. Uh-huh. Just become trying sh- to dump their old Hondas. Shills <laughs> for this thing. Yeah. Dump old Hondas. <laughs> Doesn't is it is the XR650 going up in value? I don't know, man. I don't. It, well, it's probably that, it has an absolute. It has all the right ingredients to do it. Yeah, it has a cult following. There's a long list of people that swear they'll never make another bike as good as that. Yeah, and I you know to them, hey, why not? Whatever. They're not making 500 two strokes either. They're not making those anymore. So, um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, this bike has roosted uh, King Kenny. That's uh, <laughs> and uh, never bet against black. How much one of those goes for? Oh, oh, Victor. I think Victor has one too. Maybe he's got a CR five hundred. Yeah, I believe he has a CR five hundred. And uh, Josh K says it needs a road book on it. <laughs> is this the CR five hundred that did is doing the uh, Trans America Trail Asherlito? Uh, I'm not really. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, and then uh, Josh wants that thing. Attention. <laughs> so uh let's see jeff sweeney says swing arm bolt uh soak it and what did he say i just lost it went off my went off my screen PB, uh jb pb jb blaster yeah jb blaster is pb blaster also yeah in where it can go good idea and drilling the hole and soaking oh yeah thanks uh okay so that that throw that cr500 back up there quickly one more one more look at that beauty uh, that thing's pretty cherry, especially if yeah, you're, like I said, you, Roach five hundred start at five grand, so right? So uh, you're not going to get one to looking like that. Roost or end twenty five hundred more bucks. That's for sure. Root that thing has to roost. Yeah, it roost. It roost. Got a yeah. kickstand on it too. Oh Good yeah, idea for a, yeah, it's a full legit, uh, legit uh, yeah. dual sport bike. Yeah. All the paperwork needed to make it street legal. Oh, pretty, pretty good. Okay, so like I said, if you uh, reach out to me, I can put you in touch with uh, someone that might know something about about that. Um, it'll be gone tomorrow. Next, uh, oh yeah. So if you're listening to this, you can still reach out. You know, if you're uh, if you're listening to this on the uh, on the podcast platforms. Mm-hmm. So in B Mecco says Roost, what stator is in that bike? On Jean's bike, I don't know. Is he thinking it's got a, oh, probably got a. I don't know if it has, it might have one of those E-line stators. No, a a bigger one. I mean, I've I've seen the bike before. Yeah. I'm not sure. And I think they were able to rewind CR500s a little bit. You're able to get a little bit more out of it. So, yeah. um, Well, now comes the time when we pick the winner of the Takamoto Roost or Endo thing. Uh, I'm just going to say I don't like Hondas. Well, too bad. <laughs> well, there was only bike, one bike that wasn't for sale or a rerun. Uh huh. Oh, I forgot about the beta. It was because the it was because the former producer isn't doing his job and didn't solicit uh, uh-huh. solicit uh, things for this. Although 
we 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 probably got some. I just didn't um we didn't do it. So if you if you have a rooster endo submission, actually that's if we continue the segment and they're going on on to the next thing. I yeah. I want to do a best. I want a picture of you and your gear. Yeah, I like that. I, idea. I, I, and and uh and uh we can rooster endo that. Yeah. You know, pictures of people in their gear. We talked about it a few shows ago, but we never really. You got to beat people over the head with these ideas to make them sink in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think with you know the kids, you got to do it like nicer these days in a in a in a, in a, there, in a better yeah. way. But uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Leon, Leon's a winner. So the beta, yeah, the yep, beta. I love it. Yeah, I think uh, so. Leon, uh, reach out and. Uh, <laughs> Asher Lito sent a picture of his gear and no one responded. This is, this is, uh, we're having, we're having some lack of motivation issues <laughs> with, the, with uh, this stuff. So uh, w- maybe by next week, it's going to be hard to make show 200 any better because Ooh. it's, I'm going riding. <laughs> like the dirt isn't going to unwet. Maybe, and then when maybe it, take it, a week off, and then when it, it, load everybody up for and it. And when it dry, it dries up. Uh, then I can get back to to business. But yeah, um, going to be gotten. Leon. Yeah, reach out to us here. Uh, I would say uh, send send it to Matt and Jimmy at uh, Dirt Bike Test, or Matt at Jimmy Lewis Off Road, or Jimmy at Dirt Bike Test, and we'll uh, see about getting you uh, sorted. Um, a battery. <laughs> what what stator is in there? A battery. <laughs> okay. Right. Maybe it just runs off a battery. I just you leave everything turned off. And I mean, it's a five hundred. What do you need what do you need to be worrying about a stator for? You need to be worrying about third gear hole shots. Uh-huh. <laughs> so well everybody, uh we went through, finished all the questions up. Are we done or is there a couple more in there? No, I think we're good. I think that's it. That was it? Okay, yeah. we got them all. Well, Hey, Jimmy, thanks for coming in. Oh, happy to do it. Felt good to see everybody yeah. again. Good to see, uh, yeah, good to see everybody in the chat rooms and stuff. We, yeah, thanks uh, all. We, we're probably back next week. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll do a, you know, we did it. We did a 99.5 show. We did. Because we weren't ready to do 100. Yeah. So we, you never know. We It's my show. I'll do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> and then if I have to go Which out, means this was 200 technically. Uh, could Off be that math. Yeah, it, well, I we may have missed some. There's a lot of numbers in there. Yeah, I'll just okay. I'll just go over in the other room and beat myself to death, and, yeah. <laughs> and then we won't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, next week is 200 a perfect for a T-shirt release. Mark, yeah, <laughs> I don't mean to keep you waiting. I really, <laughs> really don't mean to keep you waiting on that T-shirt, but uh. It's the the t-shirts the easy part. It's actually me getting the form so I can stay organized because I don't I don't trust uh, mm. I don't trust my help these days. Uh, it makes <laughs> it makes it tough, but uh, we'll get on that. Uh, I'd like to thank the sponsors one more time. Actually, I'm not even going to say them because you know our sponsors and uh, support our sponsors because they support us and they are uh, we trust. Uh, mm. They let us do this. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even complain when we say stuff about other companies that are, <laughs> you know, things or whatever. And God, at least I didn't pick a, a Yamaha as my, as my worst bike ever. No, that's smart. They, I, I yeah, it's, that was a, that was a hard one. I, I couldn't. Mine you know, was going to be a Honda. Really? 
Oh, the 07 250. Oh, that was the dual the, exhaust. Oh, the okay, the 250R. And only because there was one in you know close to me that just would never run right, always break. Spent valve, millions of hours valve, valves, valve train valves and carburetors just, just, and then it eventually blew up. And it was like, thank God, it probably <laughs> didn't make it a hundred, you know, fifty hours before finally it just grenaded. You know and what? That that's was, a, that's a, I, in all honesty, that that's a of of like a the modern bikes and stuff. Yeah, because there was that there was that Kawasaki Suzuki sort of at the same yeah, time collab the thing. collab bike that I was never had or was around those, but I heard they weren't good. But. Yeah, they weren't they weren't bad. They were they were they were very Kawasaki. It seemed like it was a Kawasaki more than anything else, which wasn't wasn't that bad. But uh, there, so that that Honda at that time, the the, the early two fifty four strokes, you know, with the exception of the Yamaha, Yamaha kind of kind of yeah. just had a they kind of. And that was the five valve head. They, they were going one more. They had one more than everybody else, yeah. and they were keeping those things together and and uh, working, uh, you know, working pretty good. But the, I was, you know, thinking back to some of the two strokes, you know, but the bikes have just become so much better. Even the ones that kind of were crappy, that they 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 were actually you know they were good they performed the performance was always kind of going up the performance is getting better and better and yeah. better and and then there's so there's that that 2008 to 2011 KTM 530 you know i liked the 400 of that bike but the 530 i never really liked so that was a kind of a weird a weird time there were some huskies in there like the italian huskies uh there was there was especially especially the 310 Man, I like that bike. But so the 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 global thing when I look back, every bike that I didn't like, it it had nothing to do with how how they performed. It was they broke. They broke. Yeah. And and, and we we touched on this like yeah. last time. It's a maintenance. It's a it's a maintenance and a longevity. And thing. then sometimes, like you said about your Hillsburg, some bikes are harder to work on than others. Right. If they have carburetor problems, then the armor is really hard to get to. That'll make you. Honda, yeah, the, the older Honda 450X. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you take the take the shock and the subframe off to get to the carburetor. It's ridiculous. But the, the it, 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 so what really makes a bad bike is not durable. And yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm right there. Yeah, so that was, that was. Now what, there any bike you got to have a Kickstarter on or even turn on fuel pack cocks or check tire pressures. So I don't like any of that stuff anymore. Right. <laughs> too, yeah, we've just gotten to the point where it's all really easy. mooses so. and a fuel injection and uh, electric start. And that just don't work on it right. So anyways, uh, 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 again, thanks everybody. Ride. And uh, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to clip it right here. So yeah. we, we'll see you out in the trail. See you on the trail guys. Cheers.